Hey, it's Target to the Party. It's Bill Mudder. I'm Daniel Lourdes. We do Avatar to the Party. We also do the Disney movies. And uh, this week it's a Disney movie, so we're going to talk about Sword and Stone. Just get right into it. Heck yeah, no need to preamble on Ramble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is... Uh... Bill's never seen it before. Yeah, um, and this is also a big... This is actually a big Target to the Party thing for me, just because you, this is one of the movies you've always championed. That's um, true. Even if we weren't doing Tardy the Party, or even if we weren't do, doing the Disney Through the Decade stuff, you would totally still be pushing for me to do... Because every time I've ever been like, I don't know what to do next for the normal version of Tardy the Party, you've always been like, oh, there's Sword in the Stone, it's my favorite Disney film. So why is it your favorite Disney movie? <laughs> it's got a lot of good comedy in it, I, th- I feel, okay. for me, at least. Okay. Um, I like the animation. Yeah. I'm sure you like the backgrounds because it's pretty much the same style. It's as the Ken Anderson Dalmatian. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, which I don't understand why if Walt hated so much, why they did it on this. That, you know what? Do you know anything about the making of this, sir? No, because it doesn't seem like there's a ton of it. Yeah, I, I, I was lucky enough to. Oh my god, where did my notes go? I was lucky enough to have um a pretty resourceful book about the making of all the Disney movies that condenses everything mm. down to almost like Wikipedia length. I guess I could just go to Wikipedia, <laughs> but, mm. like, that's been my bathroom reading material for a lot of our journey through the Disney stuff, because um, mm. it covers all of the major uh, Disney animated features, and, yeah, I'm surprised there's, there's been information in that book that is not even on Wikipedia and stuff. What is this? This is the... That's from Tashin, the publisher Tashin. It's just called the Walt Disney Film Archives. And mm-hmm. it's there's two versions of this. There's a big coffee table book uh, filled with uh, illustrations and stuff like that. And there's a smaller hardbound book that you could kind of fit. If you have a giant coat pocket, you could kind of maybe fit it in there. Ooh. And that's the smaller version of the one I've been... I've had as bathroom reading for like the last <laughs> two plus years. And yeah, they actually had some pretty decent information about how the Sword in the Stone <laughs> was just... They were kind of abandoned by Walt Disney. Um, this movie came out in 1963. It really didn't enter into production until right after uh, 101 Dalmatians came out in 1961. So this was kind of cranked out in less than two years. And um, this came out just a... I think Disney dies in 1966. Mm-hmm. And in the early 60s, he was knee-deep in both Mary Poppins and Epcot. And this is before Epcot was turned into Walt Disney World, where he was just like, I, I, I just want to build my own experimental community of tomorrow in the middle of the Florida swamps. And he was starting to go crazy. It sounds like it. I kind of wonder if Walt Disney <laughs> had lived for even just another decade, he would have turned into Bioshock. <laughs> That's what it yeah. kind of sounds like. Well, they just announced, just even this week in the real world in 2021, that some other billionaire, he wants to build a Bioshock out in the middle of, like, the New Mexico desert where he wants to build, like, his own community. Like, it seems there's always a point where someone gets rich enough and powerful enough they decide they want to, like, reshape communities. <laughs> they want to yeah. reshape how humanity lives, and it's People always a failure. People have trying to figure this out for thousands and thousands of years, but I solved it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, instead of trying to fix what's already exists, they try to build a new version of, of society, but... But so, yeah, well, I guess Walt was busy with those last two things he ever worked on in his life. And this was the first animated feature that it sounds like where he was completely checked out. Um, Because I guess after 101 Dalmatians, there was a war between the animators as to what to do next. Without Walt there to decide, 
there was one half of the animation team wanted to do Adapt Chanticleer? Uh, which was like some old medieval fairy tale about like a, uh, a rooster who goes around singing tales and stuff like that. Kind of. Oh, didn't somebody make a version of that? Well, that, that sounds really up, familiar. That is, yeah, and that ties into Reynard the Fox, which is also medieval tales of like like anthropomorphic animals doing stuff, and all that stuff eventually wound up in Disney's Robin Hood. Like even the character of this like um, bard chicken kind of turns into the in disney's robin hood you have that chicken who's narrating the story that's essentially what the chanticleer rooster character turned into and reynard the fox turned into you know robin hood because he's a fox and that stuff too but they were championing to do that stuff right after one 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 dalmatians well as the other half of the studio was championing the fact that like i guess in 1941 um the author th white he came out with a book, a little fictional book, just kind of taking the old King Arthur stories and turning into a... He wrote essentially an origin fan fiction of the early days of King Arthur called Sword in the Stone. And that came out in like 1938, and like just right after it came out, Disney published the... Uh, optioned that stuff to turn that into a cartoon movie too. But then World War One happened, and that got pushed aside for like, you know, the whole decade after, you know, Disney was spent the next decade... After World War, or after World War II, like, kind of, just kind of rebuilding itself and rebuilding the animation department after spending, like, five or six years doing nothing but, um, propaganda for the, the for the war mm. department and stuff like that. But now they finally, you know, Disney's animation team was like, okay, now we finally have a chance to tackle this King Arthur thing that we've had in our back pocket for the last, like, 15 years. And so, I guess it kind of came down to Disney himself, because he was like, well, we could do this Chanticleer chicken thing, but because that whole story, like, he's like, no one gives a shit about a rooster. This, this, the idea of doing a story right. about... You know who did? <laughs> you know who did, Bill? Yeah, was it a fucking, what's his face? Wasn't that... Don Bluth, Don Rockadoodle. I kind of wonder, because that, that didn't occur to me how Rockadoodle may have been kind of like Don Bluth's version of that. Oh it is. god. It's funny Loosely too because based like, on the nineteen ten comedy play Chanticleer. I meant to look it up to see. I'm assuming cause I think Rock a Doodle. So researching Don Bluth, I think he said he was working at on Disney Productions even as far back as Sleeping Beauty. And I'm yeah. assuming he must have worked on this because Um K. Sir K, the big mm -hmm. bully brother character in this movie. There's only like three characters in this movie. Totally looks like a space ace or like a dragon's lair yeah. character. So I'm assuming that's True like that. a Don Blue thing. Um, but so anyway, so Disney finally it came up to Disney. This is like the one creative choice he had in the movie where he got to choose between either the chicken story or the King Arthur story. He was like the King Arthur story. That's obvious because that's that's easier to do because that's the more obvious sympathetic character, like a little kid, you know, King Arthur getting all fucked up and stuff like that. Also, the other thing that had happened was. T.H. White, the author who had created the original Sword in the Stone book, he had published a whole bunch of books after that that had been turned into a one big book compendium called The Once and Future King that had gotten mm -hmm. published in like 1958 and had become a huge hit. Uh, to the point that like it inspired like, it, like I guess in the early 60s because of the publication of The Once and Future King, like King Arthur shit became really hot shit um, mm. to the point that like I guess that's why people tend to refer to, like, the Kennedy administration as Camelot. 
because it got super mm. romanticized. Like John F. Kennedy, he's King Arthur, and like what's her face is his Guinevere and stuff like that. And like there was a musical called Camelot that came out in the wake of Once in the Future King that that was a huge hit. Which, ironically enough, the person who starred as Guinevere uh, in the Camelot musical was Julie uh, Andrews. And it's hmm. because Walt Disney went to go see Camelot. He saw Julie Andrews and Camelot and said, okay, that's my Mary Poppins. So that's, we're already <laughs> entering into the Genesis story of Mary Poppins here. Uh, but also it's weird too, because I was reading up about the history of T.H. White. And I guess he was friends with Julie Andrews when she was a kid. Like she grew up in the same town or no, she's like wound up buying a house in the same town as Julie Andrews. Who, Julie Andrews knew T.H. White, the guy who wrote the Sword of the Stone. So it's all weird. Anyway, the world can be weirdly small sometimes, but... So anyway, Walt Disney's one creative decision was say, okay, I guess our next movie after this is going to be so The Sword and the Stone. And then he just let the animators do whatever the fuck they wanted to do. But one of the big things was, was because Disney was... The animation department was all fucked up. Like, I guess the animation department only had a 40%... Had a 40% smaller budget than it had for 101 Dalmatians? Which... I hate to say it. <laughs> I uh -oh. hate to say it. I am not a big fan of this film. Mm. But Poor at least shame. part of that could be scratched up to the the fact that like this movie barely had like half the budget of 101 Dalmatians, which is funny. Oh man, the Xerox scene is out of control on the characters. <laughs> like you can see the pencil lines way yeah. more clearly than well, you could in and, like, 101 it's, Dalmatians. It's, it's, it's funny too because 101 Dalmatians. The whole point of the 101 Dalmatians was the fact that it was the ch like a cheaper version of to do this stuff. So it's funny to think that like Sword in the Stone was already behind the eight ball, where like even. Even when using that new cheaper animation model, this their budget was cut even even more on top of that. So this is by far the cheapest Disney film that's been produced yet. But I still think it looks good, but like I think the thing that kills this movie for me is the fact that the animators were put in charge and there was no Walt Disney oversight over the story because oh well, this is the other one last big bit Show me the blueprints. Show me all the blueprints. This is the last bit big bit i can't speak i just i need my coca-cola this is the last oh no this, this is the first disney project that the sherman brothers worked on uh the sherman mm -hmm. brothers would become super big stars in the wake of mary poppins because they end up writing the music and the songs for mary poppins uh but this is the first thing they work on with the uh off with disney and reading about the, they were super disappointed in how sword the stone turned out because uh, they were looking at the story from a from a narrative perspective. They were like, the script that they came up with for Sword in the Stone. There's not a lot of it, like the, the finished film. There's most it's it's mostly just filler. It's mostly just comedic gags and stuff like that. There's not a lot of actual story. And this yeah. version of Sword in the Stone that Disney's trying to tell. I I had a thought that that might be a be a bothersome point. Yeah, that is huge. Yeah, issue with Which me. Which I don't. I'm fine with. It's well, a kids show for babies. To the point that, like, the Sherman brothers, when they were looking at the story that the that, that the animators had laid out, they were like, "Okay, the big the big character arc for uh for Warts is the fact that like, and most of the movie spends is about him just hanging out with Merlin and Merlin and turning him into various animals." just for gags and stuff like that, and they were like, well, obviously what's supposed to happen here, what the best story would be, would be that, like, each animal that Merlin turns Wart into would teach King Arthur a lesson, and then at the end of the 
the, this, the like the three big transformation sequences, you take all those lessons together and you have a big song about like, okay, like if you learn humility while being a fish and if you learn this while being a bird and if you learn this while being a squirrel, like this is how we're teaching you to be a proper king in the future. And like that should be the big song would be like teaching how to be a wise and noble ruler. And so they wrote this big song about that. And the animators were like, no, we think that's dumb. We think it would be more fun if we have a whole big sequence about washing dishes. And the Sherman Brothers were like, that's that's not, that's that, that's fun for you guys to draw, but there's like nothing character-centric about that. That's just a bunch of cute animation gags. And that's kind of the whole, that's kind of sword in the stone in a nutshell. Where like, it's fun for the animators, but not necessarily fun for the viewers at home because there's no I character. I would say that makes it more fun because it's just well, a bunch of gags. That's, and I mean, they're good gags. But the movie's completely empty in terms of any kind of character story. The story doesn't even really start until 15 minutes before the movie ends where they finally decide to go to London and participate in the tournament. And then yeah, the finally... <laughs> the sword in the stone is a little bit disingenuous. <laughs> that's the thing. And, like, it got to the point where, like, like I was watching this movie, and, like, it takes, like, it takes, like, half an hour for King Arthur just to even meet up with Merlin. And, like, there's just so much filler in this. It just totally killed me. I could see why you enjoyed this as a kid, but, man, like... And oh, I, I still enjoy it. But... <laughs> I'm sad. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make it so... But I think also oh, no, I have to temper my disappointment in this movie a little bit because it's not so much this movie's fault, but... Um, because I kind of grew up with, because I was, a, I was born in 1975, and so Disney's output didn't get good again until the late 80s, early 90s, after mm. I'd already become too old to watch Disney stuff. And so I grew up in a world where most of the most recent Disney animated, animated output was stuff like this, where it was just the animators fucking around, but no one, no one, like like Disney around to kind of like harness the animator's skill and tell good stories. And mm -hmm. so this is kind of a harbinger of all the bad cartoons I kind of grew up with. Like I hated the rescuers and like mm. I had seen parts of the jungle book, but that seemed kind of boring and God, just there's just all these bad animated films they wound up creating in, in, in the void after Walt Disney died because like there was no one creatively at the helm. It was just the animators just kind of jerking off and like you had fantastic animation, but you didn't have good stories. But, and with Disney, also, with with Walt, with Walt also, distracted, this is the first harbinger of that era of Disney without Walt here. And I'm already like, ah, but yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Also, having gone through all the Disney stuff leading up to this, it's not like they were knocking it out of the park with their. <laughs> That's a good point too. Yeah. Before that, man. It's not. <laughs> yeah. Go back we, and we, listen to how we talk about those. <laughs> But we that's... weren't like, man, Pinocchio was really good. Yeah, well, that's kind of funny. Like, we both love Disney, but half of this has been me going like, I, I actually didn't like this, and I didn't like Think that. Think about the I didn't joy. Like the joy you feel in your heart when we, 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 every time we remember we didn't have to do Dumbo. Exactly. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I mean, so it's not to say that, I, like... I, I feel like this is right in line with everything that's led up to which it. that's that's like totally fine content wise yeah and i still think like the like character designs are great and i like again mm. i think the animation itself is spectacular um but there is also a reason why the only thing anyone ever knows or care about this movie is just the the, the magician's battle just because that's like mm. i'm kind of surprised more people don't make a meal out of the the scary what is it like the pike eel in the moat yeah, sequence because that's actually kind of scary and fucked up 
I'm kind of surprised. Mm. Like, that. I've never even heard anyone even talk about that before. And even me watching it, I was like, well, that's kind of fucked up. That monster in the moat's <laughs> like, that's one of the nastiest things they came up with. And that obviously is also a precursor to the eels from uh, The Little Mermaid. But, like, mm. <laughs> but it's also just kind of disappointing, too, because there's so much... There's so much good story to be told with, if you're doing Disney doing King Arthur, that could have been such a cool story. Because you could mm. do any kind of story. Especially in animation, you could go fucking nuts. But then I, when I remember that they only had, a, like, a half the budget of 101 Dalmatians, was a, which was already a cheapy project to begin with, I'm like, that explains why there's only three characters in this movie, and you don't even have any crowd scenes until, like, 15 minutes before the movie's over, because... Like they were, like they really didn't have the option. They didn't have the finance finances to yeah. be able to tell Wolf a big like, adventure yeah, story. We need to spend that money on the absent-minded professor and Sammy <laughs> well, the way out the seal thing. instead. Yeah, thanks, Walt. Fucking, they gotta save up their money for the love bug. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was like, no, we gotta spend money on the on on the <laughs> the Nazi police department that's gonna patrol my experimental city of future of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But so that's I can't throw too many stones at the at the animators because a they were just they wanted to draw whatever they wanted to draw for fun and b they didn't have the money even if well, someone it sounds had like after in. after Sleeping Beauty where they weren't allowed to do you know what they wanted yeah they'd be like hey we don't like the way this is you know the colors on this because it's messing with our animation and they were like no you do it our way yeah they probably went a little overboard with the <laughs> And you know, I'm trying to think of the other. And like, like I said, like what is there is isn't isn't inherently bad. But man, yeah, this story. So, did you want to do blow blow blow? Yeah. Oh, okay. You go ahead. Yeah. Okay. There's a boring little song. A quick refresh on what's going on with that sword and the stone. Oh, the yeah. king died. No one, no one was there to replace him. Is this a bunch of there still images? Sword too. and it's a not stone. Even like, it is. Well, it's, it does the classic Disney thing where it's a storybook called The Sword and the Stone. Yeah. Opens up, and so the opening is just. This is kind of the most people you see in the movie until the last 15 minutes is you get these crowd scenes and stuff, which I guess is also kind of like the opening of uh, Sleeping Beauty, where it's kind of told through a bunch of still images and stuff, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, was the sword in the stone in a sword, or was it in an anvil like this? I like the idea that it's in an anvil, which kind of suggests that like someone had forged it and then jammed it through, but like mm-hmm. I've always heard that was just within the st- within a stone. What's funny, because, like, even Wart has to specifically say, like, I got this <laughs> this sword stuck in an anvil on top of a stone, but yeah. Yeah. Oh. And on it, it says, Whoso pulleth out the sword from this end anvil is right wise king of England. But no boy could ever pull that sword out from the stone. And stuff got real shitty around there. I really like, like the s- illustration where it shows, like, you show a knight trying to pull the sword out, and then he fades away, and all the crowd behind him fades away. And it becomes, like, this blood-red scene. Of like mm-hmm. the, the the sword in the stone in silhouette with like ivy growing around it. That was cool. That's one of the most evocative things in this whole movie, actually. I don't understand why they just didn't have you no. Know, when you get old enough, just go try to pull it out. See what happens. <laughs> why not? Why at have some point? Everybody just, try. Yeah, it's like Jedi Knights in the midichlorian blood test. Everyone just go just yeah. check it out just to see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Also, if you're bad. strong enough, mm. does it matter? Just, just break up the stone. Just get a hammer and a chisel, and at the worst that happens, you've just got a sword with just a bunch of, with a, like kind of a small rock at the end. It kind of acts like a club. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's my question. Oh, nah. I'm sorry. Maybe that's why, maybe that's why they do it in the anvil, just to be like, mm. okay, the anvil is something you can't necessarily just chip away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shut up, Bill. 
No, it's fine. Things were bad. There were some squirrels, wolves, hawks. Very spooky. Yeah. Merlin's out there in the woods, living, having to get water from a well like a real loser. <laughs> Just one big medieval mess. They show him there. literally shitting into a bucket. It's disgusting. It's five. <laughs> the animators went nuts, and it's a whole five-minute sequence. Like that he just has pink boxers under there. Yeah. Oh, in this oh, movie, uh, I wouldn't be but surprised, yeah. No, he does. Oh, dude, that's always when he's, attention. like, sliding down a hill and stuff. <laughs> Which, yeah, yeah. I do like Merlin. how simple the character design on Merlin is, where he just looks like... I think that's one of the things of growing up, like, I didn't watch this movie a whole bunch, but I knew... You know, I had seen footage, so, like, in my, in my mind, when I think of Merlin, I essentially think of this character, but, yeah. Yeah. And he's talking about how he should be there in a half an hour. He's not sure who, but somebody important... He knows that much, and uh, it's much to the chagrin of his Al Archimedes. Um, hey, Archimedes is an asshole. You must have enjoyed Archimedes. He's fine. I well, any yeah. chance for the Disney animators to do, like their their cartoon owls are always so great because they're always so puffy and mm -hmm. like they're always super upright, fat British dudes, but turned into little fat owls. They're always so like mm. puffing up their chests and their cheeks are always like fluffy. Um, one last thing to get into before you go, go super crazy have you ever read the once and future king no oh okay because with you loving sword on the stone so much i don't know if you've ever read, read the original books um i don't know i think this is this is something that this is an element that's from the original legends that you know th white just kind of plumps up in his book is the idea that like merlin is someone who's living backwards through time and so he's, I, you know, I've, I've only flipped through the Once in Future King. I've never, I've got a copy sitting here right in my hand as we speak that mm. I bought like 15 years ago that I've always meant to read, but I never got a chance to. I should start right now. But I guess that's one of the big plot devices in the book is the fact that like uh, Merlin, he's been to the future. Like, I guess he's supposed to be thousands of years old. So that's why, like, even in the book, he's talking about, t you know, TV commercials and airplanes and stuff like that. And so he kind of knows everything that's going on because he's living backwards through time, which I don't know how that really works. Because then, like, <laughs> shouldn't he be like Magic, moving Bill. backwards and stuff like that? But Magic. yeah, I mean, it's 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 a clever storytelling joke, not so much like a thing you should think about like from a scientific perspective. But I guess within in the book, the fact that like he knows about the future is supposed to be much bigger plot element, which in this, this is the only time it's really kind of brought up where he's kind of just joking about. Well, I guess later on he does talk to Ward about, like, airplanes and stuff like that, but the fact that he knows that someone's going to show up in half an hour is that, I guess that stuff happens much more often in the book. But it's just a little plot device here. He doesn't know it's Ward, but that's who it's going to be. No. Okay, I'm going to show be a small boy, about 11 or 12. Yeah. Scrawny as hell. It's a kid named Wart and his shitty older brother Kay. Is this the thing? Who's talking? Is it? Is it the owl that's talking? Because suddenly they flash, they they suddenly show Wart and Kay outside. It's and... it's uh, Merlin talking, saying, "Oh no, he's much too big." Okay, that's what it because it looks like to be. It's a the owl who sees Kay, and he's like, "Oh, that must be him." And like, yeah, Merlin's like, "No, that guy's like 20. It's that scrawny yeah. little kid behind him who that's gonna be our guest." Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is kind of funny and... because suddenly, like Merlin and his owl kind of becomes viewers mst3 mst3k style viewers of the movie with with the audience for a second because they can see what we're seeing as the as the scene cross dissolves away from merlin and his owl to what's to wart and k in the forest yeah yeah uh, the kid wart climbs onto a branch that breaks and falls on his brother k making his arrow go flying into the woods 
and you get the first instant of him saying, what, what, whoa! <laughs> and they, they, I don't know why they decided they needed to recycle that sound of all things yeah. 50 times in this movie. And so his big brother, Kay, who's this big, this is the character who looks like a Don Bluth character. This yeah. big, lunk-headed, red-headed fucking idiot, like, starts <laughs> swinging at him with his bow and arrow. And this super, this is shit that almost looks rotoscoped. I know we always t- talk about how using reference footage is not rotoscoping, but, like, this is so closely, like, the characters move in such a specific way for, like, there's a little bit of that kind of rotoscopy fucking, who's the big guy with the little people? The big guy with the little The Fleischer people. Brothers cartoon that <laughs> yeah, looked so terrible when they about. did the rotoscope. It kind of yeah. looks like that for a moment. And it was I almost funny. said Gilligan's Live. Gilligan's. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say Mr. Gulliver's Gil- Travels. Gulliver's Travels. It looks like that for a moment. And there's a <laughs> there's a shot where Kay, yeah, he swings his shit at Wart. Wart goes running. Uh, Kay goes chasing after him, trips over a thing, falls down. And they also mm-hmm. completely recycle that, sh- that, that animation at the end where where Kay's yeah. also chasing warts at the tournament towards the end of the movie, but mm-hmm. but still, it's fine. Well, you know, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. He goes into woods to find that arrow, and Kay's like, "All right, you have fun. I'm not going in there." Yeah, Jeez. I love Kay's. Just like, yeah, you're you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, uh, a wolf starts following him. I like the character design of the wolf. This is scrawny, wiener-looking wolf. Yeah, it's it almost felt like they were like. Oh yeah, the you know fucking wily e. coyote. We can do that better. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It stalks him, and he climb. He manages to find the arrow somehow, sitting on a branch. He climbs up to get it, and he says, "Whoa, what, whoa!" and falls down again, right into uh, did you actually... Merlin's roof? Yes. Did you look up any trivia about this movie? A little bit. Did you do the trivia? I guess there were yeah. three kids that did him. That's that's a point out. What yeah. were they doing with that? <laughs> So I guess this, this is before they realized that when you have a kid in your animated movie, you should try to get all of his voice lines recorded as soon as possible. Because you don't have the luxury to come back two years later. And, his, you know, of course, if, if you've got anyone under the age of, like, 15, their voice is going to be changing the whole time. Yeah. And so I guess that's one of the things they did where they, like, oh, they came back and they're like, oh, no, his voice is completely different. So I guess the director's kids, his two sons stepped in. And so I guess even within the same scene, you'll have him, like, he's voiced by all three different little boys, all within the same oh, scene. Man. It's movie, so, so painfully obvious, too. It's almost <sighs> comical. Yeah. So I like, man, again, but though I love the character design. I love the design for Wart. I do think it's clever as shit um, that he's named as Wart because it's short for mm-hmm. Arthur. You know, because, like, originally his, his nickname was Art, but short mm. for Arthur. But then K turns into a wart. I always, th- I think that yeah, because I was reading, I read the first chapter from the Once in Future King mm. uh, in preparation for this, and that's literally how the book opens up. It's talking about the the genesis of the, the name of uh, wart. But I'm sorry. yeah, bud. I have not seen Willie. No. Oh no, we're the dog. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye. Oh. It's not Willie get far. He's a little doxy, right? Goodbye. Yeah. All right. Well, There's so many places in that in, in that place that he can hide. Yeah, yeah. I, he's he might know he's about to get a bath, so maybe little he's arthritic, a little arthritic wiener dog. Yeah, can't yeah. get too far. Yeah, no, <laughs> a little oh, geriatric wow. hot dog running around. Merlin's a wizard. He has the power to see the future, and I love all the facial animations on uh, Wart as he's looking at him like 
Yeah, talking all about gog. the future. His his uh, gog had the the squinty. Oh, this is the stuff. This is a meme. I've seen people do like a, both uh, both the wide eyed version and the squinty like because mm. I've seen people like like they'll hold up like a piece of paper that's hard to read and then they'll have mm. the reaction thing of him kind of squinting and stuff like that. But yeah, that it is <laughs> it is very good animation. Well, just even yeah. just like drawings because they're essentially just still drawings. But yeah, yeah. Murder. What's up, boy? <laughs> oh, the bath is too loud. Okay, you can hang out in here if you need to. So, um, uh, that's Merlin fine. shows off a model train because he can see the future. But Archimedes is just like, ah, you can see everything, huh? And he says, well, not everything, because he didn't know who was showing up. He just knew it was gonna be somebody important. I do so like he makes the uh, the the train move by just pouring some yeah. hot coffee oh, yeah. into it and the uh... yeah. They drink tea, and there's a real rude sugar pot in there. It's, it's, it's got an attitude for a sugar pot. Yeah. Well, so it keeps we're... filling itself, right? Or does that happen later? <sighs> no, it, it keeps dumping sugar into Merlin's uh, oh, that's drink right. because it, it doesn't like, turns... say when. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It turns into a little, little sugar mountain. Merlin asks Ward if he's getting an education, and... He says, yeah, but it's not the good type. He's studying to be a squire. And Merlin's like, ew, gross, no. So Isn't Merlin knows he's going to be the king, right? I don't... It's hard to, hard That's to tell. That's what I'm saying, that, like, uh, it's one... Okay, so bad. <laughs> okay, sorry, bud. <laughs> he's tired of this shit? Okay. Oh, he's just going to talk to his fat friend on the internet. I'm getting the hell out of here. Okay, see you later. Okay, I'll talk to Uncle Bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good okay, advice. So, talk to Uncle Bill. Uh, yeah. <coughs> uh, um. But yeah, no, that was confused as the what exactly Merlin knows, and I guess because like, why is he suddenly I think taking he knows an he's going to be somebody important, but he doesn't know he's going to be the king. Yeah, and that's why that's why I meant to read more of the book to see like if the book makes it any clear exactly what Merlin knows, because this makes more mm -hmm. sense if he knows he's going to be the the future king if he's trying to prepare him, but. So Merlin will pack up and they'll be on their way and he starts singing a song. Where, are they uh, packing, packing up to go to London? Packing up back to go back to Wart's place. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right, because Merlin just lives in the forest. Yeah, everything's shrinking and, and going in his little doctor's bag suitcase thing. With the sugar bowl still being an asshole, cutting in line, beating the heck out of an old teapot. I hate I like to say that. it, but this is the part in the story where I like check the time. What time is it now? 13 minutes in? Almost 15 minutes in. And I was like, well, this movie's only, like, it's less than 90 minutes long, and I'm like, we're already 15 minutes into this, and, like, they're just gonna waste all this time on, like, a little sugar pot? I'm like, this is gonna be one of those movies where there's no story. It's just gonna be gags. And this is when it sunk in for the first time, I was like, because, like, if you're telling this story of King Arthur in less than 90 minutes, you gotta shuck and jive, you gotta tell that story quick, and I'm like, nope, it's just gonna be mostly goofing off, but yeah. Well, I mean, Pinocchio didn't even leave his house until, like, That's 20 minutes too. in. Yeah. But none of the no old movie starts at a starts at a, <laughs> on the ground running. Man, if they had Disney's never come back to do any King Arthur stuff after this, right? Like not no. even any man, like not that these not that they even necessarily have to do a re remake of this movie, but like mm. I'm shocked that they've never done like like you could like especially these days where everything has to be a franchise like I know there's been a couple like live action attempts to like turn King Arthur like there was a King Arthur Legend of the Sword movie a couple years ago but like Disney doing King Arthur just seems like such an automatic slam slam uh, slam dunk I'm surprised they didn't have not announced that like we're gonna do the Once and Future King all the books Maybe. of that 
Maybe it's all the adultery and whatnot that's keeping them away. Well, that's a thing, yeah, because, like, the whole point of King Arthur is the fact that everything ends miserably for everybody, so it's, like, at, at the start, it seems like, yeah, that's a good point, actually. So, yeah, King Arthur ends up being murdered by his own son. So mm -hmm. maybe that, yeah, that's a good point. Okay, shut up. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, remember, we had to watch Excalibur. <laughs> God. The live-action remake of Sword in the Stone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh... uh... So, Wart's amazed and says, what a way to pack. And Merlin's like, yeah, well, how else would you get all that stuff in one suitcase? I'd like to know. Yeah. After getting his beard stuck in the door, they set off. The wolf follows them, trying to chomp on Wart's scrawny little legs. But he gets fucked up on the way. Making I just, I, I don't know who did the voice for the wolf, but he did great wolf <laughs> panic sounds. Yeah, this is before Frank Welker, I guess. Oh, Frank Welker's probably auditioning for Scooby-Doo when they're making this. But yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. So uh, you falling in water, getting chased by boulders, trying to climb a hill. This is totally. They turn around. They had to see Wile E. Coyote, and we're like, you know what? Fuck Wile E. Coyote. We're gonna do our own better, more even more bedraggled Coyote Wolf. Yeah. They turn I do around, love the thing where he chases the them up a hill. Oh, he's exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> he's so tired. Is this the last time we see the wolf though? Because then, like, he comes. Yeah. It's weird because yeah, I, I thought so. that was gonna be more of a through fair through the story, them getting chased by the wolf. But no, they, yeah. they he follows them up a hill, but then they, they just decide to go down the hill. No, no, the wolf does come back one more oh, okay, time. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. During in the squirrels. But then in he the gets squirrels. super exasperated when they walk walk away down the hill, and he's just like, Ugh, yeah. and then the screen fades away, and then we get to see. <clears> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that wolf. That wolf when I was little, it made me laugh. <laughs> Disney does enjoy, good hungry. I still enjoy his animation cruise. and his sounds that may he that he makes. Like I said, I still love the animation, character design, and the stuff. Even if I'm not that you know big of. Is it only the story? Yeah, it's just the fact there is no story. Mm. <laughs> That's, it's not even the story is bad. It's like literally this whole, it's 90 minutes of just nothing happening, but yeah. Do you think you if you had known that going in, you'd be better? Yeah. Mm. I think I had overestimated, because I was like, oh yeah, like, because, I, I mean, I, again, I know it's going to be largely gags, because it's Disney, and they can't just tell a straightaway story without there being, like, little gags for the kids. But I was kind of surprised that literally, like, especially for a story called Sword in the Stone, I thought there was going to be more stuff about, like, the kid wanting to prove himself. Thought there was gonna be a lady dressed like a tooth. <laughs> exactly, and then but yeah, um, but yeah, oh. it's still better than so, Lord of the Rings. Ralph Bakshi's Lord of the Rings. Did we, oh yeah, okay, yeah. We, we did oh, Lord yeah. of the Rings oh, yeah. for the podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm so yeah, punched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is still a better Lord of the Rings movie than fucking Lord of the Rings was. But yeah, yeah. God. So Wart's Castle, his adoptive father's pacing around, worried about the kid. Well. Kay is just eating and being an uncaring asshole. Oh, no, cage keeper. So that guy is the actual father of Kay, though, right? Because they're both redheads. No, because he, he says, I'm the foster boy. The foster I took him in, sort of adopted him, if you will. Okay. So he's not his actual father. No, but, like, he's, he is he the father himself. of Kay, though? Oh, yes, Kay. Because yeah. I know Kay is also his, like, foster brother. I'm assuming brother. so. Because yeah. yeah, I don't... Yeah, okay, not that it matters or anything like that, but they looked... The, the foster dad and Kay looks so similar assuming, enough yeah. that, like, yeah. Oh, okay. So, work gets back. Dogs are happy to see him. His voice changes, like, four times <laughs> as he gets four demerits and four Hello, more hours Hello, dogs! Of duty. How are you? Yeah. He goes from being like, oh, hi, Merlin, to, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I have four <laughs> more demerits in the kitchen. I mean, that kind oh, of plays Merlin's into work kind of being a shambles mess. The fact <laughs> yeah. that the voice is, turns into three different people every scene, but yeah. Merlin's introduced as a magician. He gets laughed at, so he makes a snowstorm happen in Dorts, which he calls a wizard blizzard. Man, that this... 
the 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 snow slash uh, sugar people, the special effects department on this movie definitely got their job, their work cut out for them in this thing because there's a lot of for for a movie that where there's no actual snow except for this one scene. There's a lot of white powder that ends up being animated mm-hmm. in this cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. So that convinces the dad, whose name is uh, oh god, uh, Jeremy. No, because I know you, the, the, all these guys are characters from all the fucking Air... Arthurian legends and shit like that. But um, Hector. Okay. Yeah. Not that it really matters because he's barely in the movie, other than just to kind of yell at. Nah, I just call him Hector later. He's in my the notes, fat so guy. Yeah, yeah, he's the dad. So uh, he, Merlin lets him know that he doesn't go in for any of that black magic. He never touches the self stuff, and he's come to educate Wart. But uh, Hector says that if you're think he's gonna fiddle with that schedule you've got another thing coming and merlin vanishes but he's not gone what schedule he's still there his it was training schedule for wart i guess yeah i, I get yeah that's so, one of the things uh, like where i'm not even sure what's happening in the scene in terms of like who expects what of wart and where who the thingy like it's just things happening but yeah i think it's just the dad <clears throat> wanting to control every aspect of everything yeah so uh, Merlin lets him know he's he's he might be gone. He might not be gone. You'll never really know. So he's like, "Oh, okay. I guess you're gonna stick around. Uh, we'll put you in the Northwest Tower. Yeah, the guest room. It's the middle drafty in winter, but in the blazing hot summer, it's the best room in the place. Hey, it is not the best room in the place. It is Run. cool. They're like the, the tower is just this big rotten zombie dick of a tower that's half crumbling and stuff like that. <laughs> uh-huh. That is pretty magnificent. Like fucking environmental design." Yeah. Later, it's raining, and Merlin has to put out pots and pans and stick umbrellas through holes and everything. A lot of good water special effects animation going on. And I'm, scene. I am actually surprised that when I read the goose on IMB trivia, there wasn't somebody who said umbrellas weren't invented until 1852. That's the one good thing about the. Did they still have a lot of anachronism stuff complaints in this? Yeah. Because I, the whole nature of the story, especially with Merlin involved, like, also I think. T.H. White changed the story because the original Arthurian legends were like the 3rd and 4th centuries, and T.H. White makes it so it all takes place in like the 1300s, and so you've already got anachronisms there. But like, especially if you're talking, yeah, fucking IMDb, I did that, yeah, it's been a while since I've gone to look at IMDb trivia stuff, but holy shit. Oh, one of the goofs is like, Arthur should have an English accent since he grew up in England. Does he? Oh, I didn't think about that. But again, okay. it's like that's not like, that kind cares? of movie. Yeah, who gives no. a shit? They're talking owls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a highly educated owl. So, uh, did they? Uh, I wonder. I wonder if like it's like our perch is native to that part of England. Is like he gets turned into a perch fish. Like, oh mm. god, I fucking. Mm. Oh no, there is a there for the moat. There's a, there was a goof that said, "Oh, let's see, it's right there." Um... <laughs> When That's Merlin what and Wart are fishes in the moat, a turtle is seen swimming around. Britain has no native turtles. Like, who? It's a fucking really? cartoon, man. What's going on in yeah. Britain? They don't have native turtles. They probably ate them all in some weird pie mixed in with liver and... and... <laughs> Whatever other gross that's, shit uh, that's, why, that's why I always felt bad for kids in the 80s who grew up in England. Instead of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they were Teenage uh, Mutant Hero Fish with Shells. Britain's totally food fucks is up so the rhythm bad. Theme song. Britain's so bad they see Vegemite and say, "Oh my goodness, that tastes too good for us." Man, I need to go back and retaste Vegemite again. That shit's nasty, but it's one of those things where I <laughs> do you? Up with it. Because like it's so, I love salty shit. Oh my mm. god, I'm someone who like I would, would suck on beef bouillon cubes. I should love yeah. Vegemite, but like, 
Anyway. Anyhow, so, uh... Outside, a horn is blown. It's all raining and stuff. It's Pelinor, dash it all, Pelinor! And I wonder if Pelinor the Fields... Listen, uh, speaking of Lord of the Rings, um, isn't the Battle of Pelinor Fields, that's Lord of the Rings? I kind of wonder if that's where they got the name Pelinor from, or Tolkien got mm, that shit yeah, from. Yeah. Throwing that out there, but... No, wait, Tolkien... <laughs> oh, no, Pelinor would have been from the original Arthurian legends, not just from T.H. White, but so that may... Oh, shut up, Okay, go ahead. He's got big news from London, big news. I feel like they didn't, like, I like the character design on this and how simple everything is, but also I feel like this guy should have, should be more of a dandy, because he's a dandy, Yeah, because he's, he's, he's coming up for fancy London, if you're really trying to drive Everybody's home the fact got that this castle is, yeah. Very bland, boring clothes, which isn't necessarily a bad Easy thing. Easy to animate clothes. Yeah. Nobody yeah. really stands out clothing-wise. There's no frill or frippery or anything like that, yeah. Like, even Madame Mim, Kelsey was like, oh, it should be fun to dress up for as Halloween. I was like, yeah, but there's but nothing really to her. It's pink and purple pajamas, really. There's yeah. nothing, yeah. You know. I, I really like do think it's one of those you, things Merlin, just because... you just put on a, a, a blue trash bag and you're Merlin. Yeah, or like when you're Squire of Merlin, you just put on a bread trash bag and just, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's one of the, that, that's kind of one of the hallmarks of this new era of Disney animation is like the super simple character, like costumes and stuff. Like, not that like all the costumes in the past were like super sophisticated, but like in this one, it's like extra just like, like. Hey, who yeah, was the character nothing. designer on this? Do you know? Uh, I would assume, because I know it's still Milk Call animating, who he, and Milk Call was the anime uh, character designer on 101 Dalmatians, so I'm assuming it's Milk Call. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, because I think I read the interviews with him where he, like, specifically kind of... I guess his original designs for Merlin were, like, actually was supposed to look like Disney. Like Walt Disney, mm. but, like, mm, uh, Walt Disney was like, no, don't do that. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. <laughs> no, I'm no magician. I fancy myself a magician, but I'm mm. only a financial wizard. He wasn't even that. That was his brother. No, his fucking brother had to do it. Cause like, if, if he didn't have fucking Roy Disney, <laughs> Walt Disney was gonna be like, I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna buy so many trains for my backyard. I there needs to be. You could do a whole fucking sitcom that's just like it almost be like Frasier, where it's just like the, the main character is just Roy Disney having to put up with every fucking new crackpot idea that like Walt had every other fucking day. Where he's like, you know what? I'm gonna build my own experimental city in the middle of the Florida swamps. Oh Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know all the ideas that Roy was like Disney. Absolutely. Oh, not. I'm sure there is no. shit where like Walt Disney was like, you know what? I, I mean, the Imagineers, we figured out how to turn lead into gold. We just need a billion dollars. <laughs> and like Roy's like, Walt, what the fuck are you doing? Go make fucking cartoons. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, there's going to be a big tournament in on New Year's in London. Uh, which isn't, it's not big news, that happens every year, but man, that is, yeah, ooh, okay, yeah, in the middle of winter in London, a, a tournament, a new, that seems, yeah. how many peasants are gonna be frozen stiff outside, dead? Well, this is, this is how, you know, this is how the king decides to thin the herd, so you don't have to worry about supporting so many, um, I guess, even though London, there's no king. If you, well, that's, all oh, that's, no, that's a good point. Because <laughs> I was about to ask, like, what, who's ruling the castle that, like, Wart and Merlin are in now? No, it just seems no to be like one. an That's empty castle so where it's shambled. just like... They're just squatters. Well, it's it's not suggested that they're living in the castle of who would be the king, right? They're just in a castle. No, they're Because they have to travel castle. to London later, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on, but yeah. Because it's not like, so, yeah, I mean, uh, maybe there's only one king in England, but you still have other, like, 
nobility Lords and shit like that. People, people, people yeah. should be like answering to, you know. But again, so, because but this big, movie's only got three news. characters, <laughs> like there's no other yeah. people he can really show, yeah. The big news is the winner of this tournament gets the crown and he'll be king of all England. It Which is... means if K-, K knuckles down on his training, he can maybe be the king. And oh yeah, okay, sure. It uh-huh. is interesting that this is like the people have finally given up on the sword and the stone. Like we're just gonna we're gonna make our own <laughs> kings because we can't live, yeah. keep on living Mad Max style like this. Yeah. Yeah. So cheers. So the next morning, K is training and gets just he gets his ass wrecked by a training dummy sends him careening into the bottom of the tower which makes the whole thing rock and it wakes merlin up and goes and looks out the window and they're talking about what a fine skill jousting is it's actually a very fine science and merlin's like yeah one dummy trying to knock off another dummy burf, burf, burf. archimedes says works real hyper too and merlin's like yeah he's got good drive he just needs to put it into something else and I'm going to cheat and use every last trick in the book to get that boy to get the brains finally. He'll yeah. do it. So, Later, yeah, Merlin's still insisted on trying to turn Warden into the king, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or at least get him educated for some reason. Yeah. So later, they're walking around along the moat with the Very water cool reflection. Scene. This is probably one of the most technically advanced scenes in the whole movie because they actually have... The, they show um, Wart and Merlin walking past the moats, but it's done mm-hmm. mostly just through reflection in the moat. Which is, like, this is the closest to classic Disney you get here, where, like, they're trying something, like, kind of, like, artsy. It's not just dead on, just, like, Wharton and Merlin just walking through the through the grass, but it's, yeah, it's just the fact that it's all done through the reflection in the water is really nice. And it's all golden, early dawn hours and stuff like that. It's really yeah. pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Merlin tells Wart that he says, you know how I said I could swim like a fish? I didn't mean that. I meant I could turn myself into a fish and swim, so, uh... Let's do that. So, uh... Yeah, and there's no real... That's one of the things where I could see the Sherman brothers were kind of like... Not upset, but they were like... All this stuff happens for no reason? If they had better established the idea that, like... Merlin knows that Arthur's gonna be king someday, so he's gotta train him. And then there's a reason for each one of these transformations, like... Like, that folds into a lesson... There would be more. There would be like more structure to the story, but no, it's just random stuff that happens. He's just like, oh, like well, let's turn you into a fish for twenty minutes, yeah. Hmm. So, so uh, while he gets started turning word into a fish, uh, Archimedes goes to take a nap in a tree because he's grumpy, like he always is. He and, needs to uh, remove himself for the scene, so when he saves Wart <laughs> later, yeah, it's more of a surprise. Be nearby. Yeah. yeah. And, and they get turned into fishes, and man, the fishes, the pencil lines are out of control on these fishes. Ah, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah, what are you gonna do? When did they stop doing the pencils? God, would that have been? Because they were still doing the pencil. Maybe Fox and the Hound? They went back to traditional anime, like, doing, like, the actual painted cells? Not just, mm. like, the Xerox? Uh, that's a good point, actually. Obviously, before The Little Mermaid. Yeah. But, like, yeah, because, like, even... Was, was it like that in in um? I'm trying to it's think. It's been you... so long since I've seen it in Mary Poppins, or was that done? I think that's traditional. Because, that's like actual cell because cell it was anime. on. Because that would look a little bit too rough mm. uh, to to blend with the live. I mean, all the way at that point. But yeah, I don't think. Yeah, you don't see like the construction lines and stuff like that. Gotcha. Um, because like even like, although I think Pete's Dragon, I think that's finished line art. That's not just you. I don't think stuff. so. You don't think so? It's been a while since I've looked at any footage. I know that, it looks yeah. fairly. Pete looks fairly rough. 
Oh, he doesn't remember, okay. though. But it's been like it's, it's been, been like yeah, it's, again, thirty it's been, it's been plus forever. years. Since I mean, we'll I've find out sooner than later, I guess. But like, uh, yeah. probably not gonna do Pete's Dragon. Really? Okay. I, I'll, I'll totally no. be down with it if you want to do it. But like, like I like the songs from it, but I don't know about <laughs> okay, the actual, okay, 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 yeah. Like movie. I mean, we'll just watch the live action remake instead. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow, okay, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't no, know anything about it. I heard it was all right. But uh, oh yeah, no, you got fish. They swim around. Ward eats bug. They sing songs in instincts. You know, you don't have the instincts to swim, but you got the instincts to swim up, eat a bug, whatever. Swim through a tunnel, <laughs> make some giggle, tall grass tickle. Um, and Wart tries to sing, and whatever, whichever kid this was can't carry a tune to save his life. <laughs> yeah, I think between three kids, you have a little more options for like maybe some one of them can sing. There's maybe a little, yeah. you're cre- tripling your chances of finding a singer among the group, but no. Wart gets picked on by a frog, and Merlin says there's worse things to worry about than that, like that huge fucking t- t- demon pike that's chasing us what now. What a cool. fuck that, yeah, it is like fucking yeah. dinosaur giant fucking monster. Holy shit, yeah. Merlin gets trapped in a helmet, and Wart's like, use your magic! And he's like, nah, 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 use your brains, use your brains powers. He's the brawn, you're the brains. So Wart hides behind a pillar, uses a... Broken arrowhead to trap the pike's mouth open, and then they start jumping out of the water, chasing, getting chased. I do Archimedes love Marlin's all like, that's it, you're using your brain, that's a good idea. And I think, I think I've seen that gag in a thousand Looney Tunes cartoons where someone just sticks a stick into a monster's mouth to get away from them or something like that. Well, yeah. Bill, Looney Tunes cartoons hadn't been out during Arthur's time. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's a good point. Every great <laughs> Marlin had been like, I think I saw Bugs Bunny do that one. <laughs> Yeah. I say it's good enough for Luke Skywalker the Rancor. It's good enough for King Arthur, but yeah. Anyway, but so, yeah, yeah. I like the animation of Archimedes getting his toes bitten and fighting oh, with this yeah. pike. Everything here is great. Good water animation. This movie's got it's all subtle, but the water animation of the everything dripping in his house, the water animation here, all the water animations are really good. No, yeah, e- e- even when Disney's uh, feature animation is at its lowest point, even budget wise, like this, like they still find the time to do really good, just like water snow like the like the like the environmental effects are always just really great yeah do you remember the oh what was his name the old flash animation i don't know if you ever saw it but uh bitey's castle Mm. doesn't sound familiar he did this series of flash animations on new crowd called bitey of brackenwood hmm let me link you to him. Well, did he have, like, to... Disney-like style water or something like that? Or? He actually had worked at Disney, and the big thing that I... His water effects that he did in there were always really, really good. Huh. I'll show you, and if you recognize any of the characters in it, you'd know it. But it's yeah, old Flash animation, familiar. so it's not going to be as smooth as possible. Yeah, but Bitey of Brackenwood, he used to be a Disney animator, and all of his water stuff is ridiculous ridiculously good i guess that's the one thing if you're gonna take anything from disney like take away like all the like yeah all the water effects and all the yeah all the fun especially all the special effects animation yeah yeah like i i'm i can draw water okay but oh yeah that is um you sent me a clip and i'm watching it now it's called the bitey of brackenwood 2004 yeah Yeah, i think that's the first one getting good yeah there's all the water stuff at the end oh yeah Uh, yeah uh I don't know how to draw good water. I can sometimes draw it, but I know 
what it looks when it's bad. What it looks like when I draw it just <laughs> well, looks like a viscous, like, gross shit. Especially, like, especially if it's good enough, you just kind of forget that it's it's actually hand drawn by another human being. You just take for granted, yeah. like, okay, that's what water is in this world, and the characters like are just people moving. People but, yeah. who know how you know the light is supposed to hit it and how it's supposed to the dark part, where the dark shading's supposed to be in water, yeah. where the light shading's supposed to be. Yeah. And, and the kind of transparency the like yeah especially yeah. water is kind of weird in cartoons because you could stylize it so much but if you mm -hmm. make it look too realistic it's gonna look odd too at the same time so you have to kind of tailor like 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 is your water gonna be opaque blue or is it just gonna be a darker color of whatever it's in front of or is it gonna be completely mm -hmm. transparent but like do you just draw the outlines there's so many things you can do with water and especially if it's sta a standing body of water versus like splashing water and like all kinds of like yeah 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 Eventually, Archimedes grabs Wart and they get to shore right as uh, Merlin's coming out in, with the helmet on his head. Mm -hmm. Wart says, Archimedes, save me. And he just says, what, what? No. I do. I, you yeah. know Young Perch is my favorite fish. I was going to eat the hell out of him. And but that's before, the end of the scene. I think it's just kind of like, yeah. Yeah, Wart gets called back inside by uh, his, his adopted father. And then his voice changes like crazy. And he's like, yeah, we were when the big fish chased us in the moat. But nobody believes him, so he gives him three demerits for being late and three more for the fish story. Now off to the kitchen with you. And then his voice changes again as he sings a song in one of the pots. And Merlin shows up and is like, hey, you want to be a squirrel? It's super dangerous. And Wart's like, no thanks. It's not the danger that bothers me. I just got six demerits and I got, a, I got all these pots and pans to clean. And Merlin's like, hey baby, don't sweat it. I got you. And he uses his magic to clean up everything in the kitchen. Yeah, and this like, becomes, like, the big centerpiece of, like, yeah. The, and like, look, that's yeah. my job, and Merlin's like, ah, who cares so long as the work gets done. <laughs> what do you think Merlin or you think, you think Wart would be like, okay, fucking cool, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so now they're gonna go be squirrels, and, uh, this is probably my favorite part of the movie. I love, really? I love the squirrels. I love okay. the squirrels. Animation, like I said, the character animation is good, but, like, what are we, this is... 40 minutes into a, into a 90 minute movie and like I'm still sitting there waiting for the, the story to start like oh god and well even though even with just um, embrace that it's just a goof fest uh, just embrace it well even with Merlin being all like hey do you want to become a squirrel it's like super dangerous and he's like no I don't want to do that I was predicting they're like okay like eventually they're gonna like there's gonna be like a moral to him being a fish and like I'm assuming I was already like no okay, I think I guess... the moral to him using the fish was use your brains over bronze <laughs> Yeah, one, but they don't never, they never really articulate that, and I was like, okay, like, the, the like, the squirrel thing, the moral of that's gonna be, like, you know, learning to appreciate, like, like, uh, learning to embrace danger, and also, like, learning the perspective of other people who are living in a fucked, more situ fucked up situation than you, but, like, yeah, that never becomes a thing, it's mostly just, like, yeah, but, <laughs> it's, it's, it's mostly how to put up with horny squirrel ladies, <laughs> yeah. Oh. But now they're squirrels, yeah. and Wart is just jumping from branch to branch, just barely making it. But Merlin's, he's an old man, he's hes hes moving very slowly, barely letting go of one branch to hold on to another. And uh, they're all leaping around, teaching him about gravity and stuff, and um, well, Wart runs into a lady squirrel, and she is hot to trot, she likes what he is selling. She is I, DTF. It is great. It's always kind of funny to see how they differentiate female characters from male characters when they're kind of like like when they're abstract animals like this, and especially because you know they can't just can't just give her hair and tits. 
But like they do this cute character design thing where her ears are kind of like a bow behind her head. Mm-hmm. And I love the voices of like, she's all like, and just like, yeah. And she's just horny as shit. Oh my it's gosh, like, she hasn't seen a male squirrel in years. It is not even just like, oh, she's like, she thinks he's cute, but she is constantly just like rubbing up against him and like using her tail to like scrunch him up against her. And like, she's down to fuck like right there. It's not like, oh, hey, I, I think you're cute, but like, I need your squirrel dick inside me right now. <laughs> and this is like the next 20 minutes of the Oh man. This I goes on it. for a while, yeah. Yeah, she really likes wart. Yeah. She's hoping that warts are contagious if you get what I mean. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> oh. So uh Man, I'm kinda surprised she... more people don't I'm surprised she's not more of a meme because everyone talks about uh fucking Nala and what well, was we just saw something else recently where there was a horny uh, animated. Perdita. Yeah, uh oh Perdita, yeah. yeah. And like this is another occasion of like mm. <laughs> so yeah. So she, she's enjoying his hard to get act, and Merlin thinks it's it's hilarious that this young child is about to get sexually assaulted <laughs> Seriously, by a squirrel. Seriously, this eleven year old kid's gonna get raped by a squirrel. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised. Also, that I'm surprised this I haven't seen this being more of a thing in the furry community. The idea of being able to transform yourself and suddenly like the hot female animals of that mm. that community are suddenly like you know hot down to bone with you. But yeah, yeah. But so, yeah, no, this like, keeps on going for then, a while, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, this is the centerpiece of the movie, practically. Yeah, work gets chased around, attacked by birds, stalked by wolves, he gets his tail pulled by the horny horny little lady, <coughs> runs into Archimedes, tramples on him. But Oh, then the yeah, secret, this is when the wolf comes back, that's right, you then said Then the that. secret star of the movie rolls up, and she is into what Merlin's selling. I love this lady squirrel <laughs> so much. I love that there's a fat older squirrel with like big buck teeth. <laughs> I thought she was a beaver at first. She's big mm. and like buck toothed enough, but no, I guess she's just like a fatter her, elderly squirrel. Yeah. Her voice actress, the sound she makes, the oh, flirting she does. It's great animation too. Hilarious. She's big and bulky, but she's like doing these sultry moves and she's like mm-hmm. hefting her, he- throwing her Ooh, heft around. Do do do. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like what the like the younger female squirrel's doing, but like more like yeah. Like she grabs cute. his tail and he's like, "Mad dumb!" Oh man, it is entertaining. She for tickles what it is. his belly and he's like, "No!" And yeah. then he gets all he kind of pats himself down and says, "I'm an old man." And she goes, "Do." <laughs> oh, everything it's about cute, it. Yeah. I love the way she shoves him into a tree with one hand that you know, like looks like it shatters all the bones, and she giggles into her tail. Well, that's the kind of funny thing is that she, she could, does. She could easily physically overpower Merlin because she's so big. But like, yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Wart's, so war elsewhere, Wart gets knocked off a tree and it says, whoa, what, whoa, whoa, again. <laughs> again, he, yeah. And he lands on a broken branch and his voice changes and he's all, Merlin, help Merlin. And that falls on the wolf. And then he's stuck under the branch and the wolf's going to eat him. But the his boo shows up and does a couple chomps on the wolf's leg to save him. And uh, the wolf chases her off a ledge of a cliff and then gets stuck inside a log and floats away in that. That's the last time we see the wolf. Yeah. yeah. So then Merlin's sick of being assaulted and changes back into a grumpy old man, which makes <laughs> I I love her scream she Sheesh. does when she sees him as a man and Sheesh. her Ooh, she does when <laughs> she's so angry she runs up into the tree and she's like pissed <laughs> off and like Oh my god, it's it's pretty fantastic. Yeah, the, yeah, the squirrel scene. I, oh, I forgot about how this ends. Too. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, it's very sad. sad. Yeah. Oh, so my she's god. all cuddling. 
She's all cuddling for it, and he changes, Merlin changes him back into Boing. She's like, what the fuck? She's like, all sad. It's almost like she realizes that he was the squirrel. They actually cries. do. They animate her, like, drinking in this information that he's a boy. And you, yeah. they it's not played as a joke. She's no. like, she's on his knee, and she's, like, looking at him, like, looking around, and she's, like, finally understanding, like, in this very human way. Mm-hmm. And then she runs up into the tree and kind of disappears for a little bit. But then, like, yeah, the fucking art turns around. War, I should keep on calling him Wart. And she's, like, got these big cartoon black <laughs> tears, velvet yeah. drawing tears. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my mm. God. This is the saddest yeah. thing we've seen in a Disney movie so far. Yeah. And it ends with and her on top of this dead tree all alone against mm-hmm. this, like, iron gray skies, totally sad and crying. And that's how the scene ends. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. Merlin says that love's a powerful thing. And, uh... Ward asks more powerful than gravity. He's like, yeah, sometimes. Oh my god, justice for a horny squirrel already. Come on. <laughs> they need to remake this movie just to give her a happier ending. Mm. Oh my god. Yeah, so this is the, that, that's, the, that's like the emotional highlight of the whole film is just the reaction to that poor lady squirrel. Yeah, she was only on screen for like eight minutes and you got emotionally invested in her love. Yeah, the terrible thing is like squirrels will like have what, like a life expectancy expectancy of like 90 days. So she's probably even <laughs> dead by the time the tournament happens. But yeah. God. Yeah. So uh, at the at the castle. <laughs> uh... Imagine imagine after mm. Warp becomes king and like 30 years after this, he's like holding court. And it's like Christmas Day. And he, like he's like everyone's telling stories and he's like, you know, this is gonna sound fucking crazy. But I lost, <laughs> I lost my virginity when I busted a nut to a scroll when I was eleven. You got it. I got to tell you guys the story. And like, one of you would be like, "What? You? What happened?" And like, uh, and like Merlin would still be there, going like, and he's like, "Oh, don't tell this story. It's fucked up." And like, yeah, it's fucking King Arthur tells the story about like fucking a squirrel and all this shit. Like, yeah, God. Yeah, Merlin says you mate for life, and I was like, "All right, peace." <laughs> And then, like, yeah, more, uh, turns out uh, Arthur eventually, he found the corpse of old Lady Squirrel after she died of her old age and had her stuffed and now is uh, on display. And, like, Gen- Guinevere's all like, that's why you keep that squirrel sculpture? I was though? wondering why it was in a sexually negligent <laughs> pose like that. Why Why you can't come without that looking at you in the, in the room. You Like, you always have to jerk off to that thing. Yeah, it's your <laughs> first love. Oh, my God. Yeah. So anyhow, the maid comes running out of the kitchen screaming, and um, and there's just black magic, and they go down there and look at it, and Hector says, black magic of the worst kind. Is it? Is that the yeah. worst kind? Pots and pans getting clean? Oh, Ooh. it's because it's everything's still cleaning, because I guess Merlin and, yeah. and fucking Jasper, or whatever the fuck the kid's name is, <laughs> Jasper. they left, and I guess the magic was still cleaning up. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So they fight the kitchen, him and Kay, and they get their shit pushed in by a bunch of mops and pans. Merlin comes back, turns everything off. Hector scolds people, and the cook says, If I ever catch you in my kitchen again, and Merlin says, Believe me, madam, you won't. And then he just vanishes. Then they insult Merlin a little bit, and Wart stands off for him. He's not a crazy old cook. You guys suck. Oh, man. He's twice the man you'll ever be. And now Hobbs will be K Squire, whoever the heck Hobbs is. We never get the kids. They don't have the budget to show Hobbs, so. No. It's just, yeah. <laughs> Another character design. Get out of here. So Kay's like, see what happens, loser. And then he cuts him mop in half. You really and got like, him, Kay. Good job. Wart is like that like weird little kid who like 
the mom gets cut in half and he's like, oh, my no, girlfriend, the mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like he has a totally fucking Ralph Wiggum reaction to this mop, mop getting cut in half. Like he's more attached to this mop than he was to the ladies girl that was trying to have sex with him. And yeah. like he's all like cradling the mop's corpse in his hand and yeah, Jesus Christ, he's he would have lost his mind if it's seen uh, the the Fantasia sequence where it's like fucking Mickey chops up all those mops with an axe. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Later, a little uh, bit later, he's still sad in there, and Merlin shows up and is like, sorry, man, I really donked it all up, but hey, this is the lowest point, man. Nowhere to go but up from here, so we'll keep learning. Isn't that going to be cool? So later, Merlin teaches Wart that the world is round, and Wart's like, that's just Big Globe filling your head with lies. And Archimedes is like, don't overwhelm this, the boy with lessons this, about the stars in the universe. So what you're saying... So mm. what you're saying is this is secretly the, the the secret pilot episode of Rick and Morty. <laughs> oh, I guess I was just doing a squeaky voice. <laughs> but that kind of made me oh, suddenly geez. think, "Geez, Rick, we shouldn't yeah. be doing this." Yeah. No, no, no. See what the world is round. That turned know. into a pickle after show. Christ yeah. Almighty, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh God. So. Uh... <sighs> Uh, Merlin's like, well, you teach him then, you fucking owl. So Archimedes is like, okay, good, I'll teach him. Read this gigantic pile of books, every last one of them. And Ward's like, I can't read it, right, man? What are we talking about here? So Archimedes teaches him the alphabet while Merlin looks for his flying machine. And then Merlin shows them the flying machine, throws it out the window, but it gets tangled in his beard and drops like a rock in the lake. And he, Archimedes laughs his ding-dong butt off for like five minutes. I love the voice I, actor really went for it. Yeah, I love a good familiar who loves to take the piss out of their owner. That's always a good mm. time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. So, uh, Berlin's like, "Man will fly someday." I've seen it with my my brain pan. And Ward says, "Oh, I hope so." I always dreamed to be a bird and flying around soaring through the air. So Merlin gives him a sneaky little spell and changes him into a tiny little bird. And no. Merlin's gonna teach him about wings, but Archimedes is like, man, what the f- I'm a bird. I- let- I can do it. But let me teach him about being a bird. So they start flying. Or it has a little bit of trouble, and you can say because- you can tell because he says, whoa, what, whoa, again. But then he starts flying. <laughs> I never flying. sunk natural. into me that they were using the same sound effect over and over again. But yeah. Over and over uh, and over funny. again. And then, uh... Then a hawk shows up, and they gotta fly to escape it, so Wart flies into the, the nasty woods again. So this is the where... third time that uh, fucking Merlin has turned Arthur into something that where he almost got eaten by another bigger version of that same thing. Mm -hmm. It's paying more attention to this shit. Well, no, I guess it, yeah. the second one, he almost got fucked to death by another version of that same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So he lands on a chimney, but then the hawk tries to get him one more time, he falls down there, I and he lands in a bunch of soot they... in his coffin. Yeah, I was like, again, this got to the point, because we're like... We're like this is only 90 minutes long, and we're, like, now two and a half hours into this, and I was like, when does Madame Mim show up? Because I know that's gotta be... I was like, oh, this is actually kind of a clever way to, like... Yeah, it turns out that, that the cottage that he showed up to is Madame Mim's house. Yeah. The Simpsons will be right back. Disney Pictures presents a tale of great wonder, magic, and fantasy. The Sword in the Stone. 
you'll follow the adventures and thrills of the daring, brave young Arthur. A boy who wants to be king. And his guide, Merlin, the wise old wizard. <laughs> and, and that is what I call a wizard blizzard. On their secret quest for the magical sword. With a little Disney magic, they'll go underwater. Merlin, am I a fish? Racing across the sky and into a world of enchantment. What'll I do? She won't leave me alone. <laughs> That's a girl, squirrel lad, and, and a red-headed that. With this pair, the surprises keep coming. <laughs> there, now you see, I'm not a squirrel, I'm a boy. I tried to tell you. In their search for the sword, nothing will get in their way. And no one can stop them. Not even the wicked sorceress, Madame Mim, Merlin's biggest enemy. Hey, lad, did you know that I can be huge? Oh, it's a classic tale of chivalry, courage, and honor, with a fight to the end for the magical sword that will turn young Arthur into King Arthur. Don't miss Walt Disney's The Sword in the Stone. We now return to the Transformers. She hears the coffin and says, Seems like someone's got a cold. How lovely. <laughs> and, and that's uh, hilarious like, that Kelsey was talking about. Because watching it now, like talking about cosplaying as Madame Mim, it really is. You put on a shirt and some shoes and mm -hmm. a skirt. A pink wig. That's, that's it. it. Like, really, it's yeah. only the pink wig. And the, the pink wig is just like. Yeah, it's really that would be the colors more than the clothing. But, like, unless yeah. you tell people. Like, in the, that's assuming the people you're telling who your costume is to would even know who Madame Mim have, is. Like, you'd have to wear, like, a placard of the character around your chest. Like, maybe you have to Disney... get one of those old, shitty 80s costumes that just have the photo of exactly, the character yeah. on the shirt when you get the plastic mask. Yeah, unless mask. you're cosplaying as Madame Mim at Disneyland, no one's gonna yeah. know what the fuck you are. You just, they they no. just think, think you're, you're dressed like Stranger Things 80s hot pink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, she's like, oh, fuck, it's just a little sparrow. And he's like, I'm not a sparrow. I'm the little boy. Merlin changed me into a bird. He's the most powerful wizard in the world. And she th says, she's like, that fool ain't shit. I'm the powerful Mad Mim. And then she sings a song about how powerful and gross she is. She can be huge, fill the whole house. Be tiny, size of a mouse. Black magic is her specialty. Uh, it's really good animation, even. though, her whole thing. Oh, yeah. Like, they had a good time it's, with it's her. It's very... It's yeah. very Don Bluthish in the best way, and I kind of wonder, yeah, because like there's just lots of dancing and hopping and skipping around, and mm -hmm. they 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 character designed her so she's got like skinny little legs, but you know she's got big fat tits and big fat belly, so she's just like throwing her weight around and like. This is I don't know if you noticed this is the same voice actress as the maid from uh, Hundred One mm. Dalmatians. Oh, okay, yeah, it's it's um, it's okay. Well, she didn't have all... a lot to do in that movie, but like Madame no. Mim's definitely a meatier part, yeah. Yeah, and I think this was her last role, where she passed. Oh man! So, oh god! And then she turns into sexy Madame Mim, which is alarming. Well, too. first she says, "She's Jesus like, hey, Christ. you know, you know, I can make myself even uglier yet." And yeah, Mort says, "That would big. be some trick." <laughs> damn! So, you know you're still damn, a bird. She damn, can just Mort. smash you with a book, yeah. right? But she does. She makes herself into a pig, and she also makes herself hot. I guess you it's could, the weird they... 1960s idea of kind of maybe hot, where it's like it's uh, very. Yeah. It's just a yeah. pencil thin waist, giant weird shaped boobies. But and like this kind of yeah, 
I could, I mean, she's in the no absence sleep, of anything she's else. She's no Sleeping Beauty or uh, Anita. Yeah, no. Well, this is what happens when you when you have hot women who can't be designed by Mark Davis. You get well, yeah. weird ideas, yeah. So. Yeah, Mark Davis is too busy designing the hot... Who's the, what, the redhead for the Pirates of the Caribbean ride? You know, yeah, so I tweeted about it the other day since we brought up Mark Davis and that what. I got really pissed off watching the, um... The, the the Disney version of toys that made us of the park. Cause oh, about, is that any good? It's if you if is you that on Disney stomach, Plus? It's, it's not like as, the... yeah yeah it's uh, behind the attractions. Okay. Uh, it's okay if you can. It's not quite as bad as toys that made us and the toys that made us style, but it it's is not all like oh, no, no, no. yeah. yeah. Uh, but they did mention that uh, was it Mark Davis or the other guy who did the backgrounds for Sleeping Beauty? I think it was the guy that did the backgrounds. Well, Ken Anderson, or... yeah. No, Earl? Oh, yeah. uh, Ivan Earl, he's the guy who Ivan did the backgrounds for Sleeping yes. Beauty, yeah. Yeah, I think it was maybe Ivan Earl was going to do the designs for Small World, but then they, they didn't like him, and they gave it to fucking... Uh, <laughs> Mary Blair? Mary Bear, Blair instead. Wow. Ivan yeah. Earl's Small World would have just been, like, very blocky, kind of, like, dark, gothic, like... It was either him or... I can't remember. Like, it's like hiring Dracula him. to design it. Maybe like, it was Mark Davis. Or something like that, yeah. It might have been Mark Davis, but <laughs> still. See. Anybody there besides was... Mary Blair. There was fake news. Someone on Twitter this week, I saw someone posted a photo of people celebrating Small World burning down. It was, I don't <laughs> know if there was a fire once at Small World, and this was just taken from that, or if this is just a really good Photoshop, but yeah, it was Small World at Disneyland burning down with a crowd celebrating in front of it, and I was like, oh my god, because I was we always talked about how much you hate Small World, and I was like, I was going to forward it to you, then I looked it up, and it turns out it was a fake. But then, like, uh. <laughs> yeah, but it's... Just the idea that, it, that, like, everyone at the park would be celebrating Small World burning down. Just I mean, that's just a whole up. bunch of papier-mâché in there. And well, exactly, yeah. So oh, it'd go up like a tinderbox. Mm. But yeah, the image so, of, like, that facade, <laughs> that cheery, cheery little abstract facade just burning up was great. But yeah. I hate the outside of that thing. That just looks like, and it's so mid-century, but not necessarily yeah. in a great way. Like, if no. just, like, yeah, it's, it's, like, aggressively 1957. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not even... It's just gold and silver and white. And it's yeah, just the colors aren't it? Yeah, it's all like kind Which, of pastels. It's, her, and... it's Mary Blair. It's colors. Why didn't she put any color? I, wait, she didn't design the outside, blacks right? and reds and greens. And... She didn't do the outside, right? It was somebody else? I wouldn't be... I, I think it was somebody else who did the outside. In, like, a weekend. They were Mary like, hey, Blair. we need an outside. Mary Blair was six, so her twin sister, Larry Blair, did it. So, yeah. Oh, Larry Blair. Gary Blair. Anyhow. So... She's like, now who's the greatest? And he's like, I guess Merlin's still pretty cool. And she's like, yeah, I guess he is. And he must see something special in you. So I'm afraid I've got to destroy you. So then she changes into a cat and laughs her ass off. She's having such a good time trying to catch this little bird and eat him. <laughs> oh, I forgot, yeah, Merlin's she... still, or uh, yeah, uh, Wart's still a bird, yeah. Yeah. She catches him, and before she can eat him, Merlin bursts in, and, and now they're going to have a wizard's duel outside. Archimedes shows up and says it's a battle of wits and just 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 watch you'll get the idea of what's going on and Mims says okay I'm gonna make the rules no animal no minerals or vegetables only animals that's rule one rule two no make-believe things like oh pink dragons and stuff rule three no disappearing and Merlin says rule four no cheating so they turn back to back cheek to cheek pace off and she just disappears right away she breaks the rules straight away 
Yeah, this then is the she... one scene of this thing I'd, I'd always seen before, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So then she reappears as a crocodile, tries to bite uh, Merlin, but he turns into a turtle inside his hat. Then he's a rabbit, then she's a fox, and then they chase into a log where he escapes by changing into a caterpillar and climbing out. Then she's a fat-ass hen who launches him into the air by, like, grabbing his butt and pulling him down and launching him up. And uh, as he's falling, he changes into a walrus and lands on her. And then she's an elephant, so he's a mouse. And then she's a tiger who chases him down a hole. Then she's a snake who bites her. The animation of her biting herself and then curling up like, oh, yeah. that's all of this stuff right here of them changing to the various animals is really good character stuff because they're all you can just it's all distinct. I mean, you can obviously tell who's who. But yeah. the, the well, fact the you can tell who is, is who. Th that was a really smart idea to have them both color coded. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, and then she's a he's a crab who tries to snip her in the face, and then she's a rhinoceros who tries to smash them both in a tree and gets stuck. So he becomes a goat, knocks them over by hitting her in the asshole, but then she turns into a dragon, and he's like, come on, bitch, you said no dragons. She said, did I say no purple fire-breathing dragons? No. And she catches him as a mouse in her hands, and she's like, haha, I win. But Merlin vanished, except he's not hasn't disappeared. He's a germ. And uh, Madame Mim caught him. So uh, uh, she's going to break out in spots. Hot and cold flashes. Violent sneezing. He wins. Yay. Later she's so, resting in bed as a human. Yes. What do you think about that scene? Is that a highlight for you in terms of like... Yeah. Because this, this is the only thing, this is the only part of the movie that anyone ever talks about. Yeah. It has nothing to do with any of the characters of the story. It's just like it, the 10 minutes yeah. of funny animation. It's fun it's got a brisk pace i would have liked it to be like a little bit more drawn out i think maybe okay. but also the fact it moves at a brisk brisk pace is nice i don't yeah. know um i saw yeah people last night i saw people were talking about how some people consider that, that to be the finest bit of animation disney ever did mm. which i don't know if i go that far i mean it's good character animation but i don't think it's like necessarily like the greatest imagery that the walt disney corporation has ever put up on a on a silver screen but yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It also reminds me, too, I'm sure this is this is a game that's been done in other things, but in the Sandman comics, in one of the first comics in that, there's a whole game that's played between the main character, Sandman, and the devil, where they have kind of a thought exercise. They have, like, a, content of, a contest of wits oh, yeah. where they're not actually transforming, but they're trying to outdo each other with, like, if I'm this, then like, if you're going to be this, I'm this. And, like, mm -hmm. it, that ends with, like... Like, they're trying to come up with more powerful things that can destroy other things, and at some point, like, yeah, I think, like, the devil says, like, oh, I turn into a disease, and I am the destroyer of worlds, and and then Sandman says, like, I am hope, and that ends the whole conversation, but it's kind of funny, it's, it's like, yeah, battle of the wits, but it kind of, kind of, but anyway, but yeah, so, but yeah, that's, 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 it's kind of a bummer that that's the most memorable scene in this whole movie, is just that, that wizard fight, but it is good, though. Mm -hmm. Yes. So uh, later, she's human again, resting in bed, and she needs lots of sunshine. At least she gets a spots. hole in her roof. Oh, she hates sunshine. She's totally she cartoony sick. It. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Oh god. So uh, Merlin's like, "What did you learn, Wart?" And he says, "Knowledge and wisdom are her true power." So there's the lesson for the day. But later, it's snowing. I guess it's almost New Year's now. Uh, now the heck? plot has to kick in. It's it's been. <laughs> It's been 90 minutes, but now the story resumes, yeah. 
Hector, Hector and the old mustache man, Eleanor, Pelinor, whatever his name were, cheering K because he got knighted. He's Sir K, showing that anybody can get knighted. But oh shit, the, the cook lady comes running in and says, Orbs has come down with the mumps. He's all puffed up. So now word is K Squire. All right. <laughs> we solved that problem. That he makes, it makes him so excited he falls down the, the stairs into the kitchen saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. So, he's so excited. It's Wart that falls show... into the kitchen? Yeah, and he says, oh, okay. whoa, whoa, whoa. So, uh, he goes and shows Merlin his giant squire tunic that he has to wear. That's Which is funny, because this is the outfit he's always wearing on the uh, the cover for this movie yeah. and stuff like that. So, I thought that it was his default outfit. I was not expecting mm. him just to show up literally in the last ten minutes of the movie finally wearing that, but yeah. And he's like, look, I'm a squire. And I've always found this part, just this quick little scene right here, strange, because Merlin goes like, ha, and gets grumpy. But the way he does the ha and like kind of sits up, it looks like he's for that. But then after this, he gets really grumpy and like calls it a monkey suit for morons and stuff. And yeah. hates that he's doing that and wasting his education. So I'm not sure if, I can't tell if he's like, if it, that was, wonder... he's happy that was part of the plan that was supposed to happen, or if he was grumpy and they didn't, uh, uh, like, uh, the word fell out of my head, like, like uh, voice direct him to, yeah, no, not necessarily, or just the animation direction too, because he kind of sits up and I can't tell if he looks happy when he says ha when when he walks in, yeah, and it's confounding me too, because, yeah, yeah, I'm watching it now, he does go ha and he seems kind of. He's not, like, smiling like crazy. No. But then he just suddenly gets really surly about this whole yeah. thing. Yeah. So um, I, I can't tell if and again, if it we, or get it. If they had, had even if they had even begun to suggest what Merlin knows about the situation or what his end goal is here, this, this, this whole him being grumpy would mean something, but no. He yeah. just seems to vaguely think that uh, Wart is meant for better things than to be a squire. But we never, he, this is the first time we're really kind of hearing that from Merlin. So it just mm -hmm. seems like he's just turning into a grumpy asshole for no reason. And you're kind of almost on, on Wart's side where are like, what the fuck is your problem, old man? Well, yeah, like, no, because Wart's you like, just, what, what the fuck do you want me to be? I'm nobody. spent the whole last movie torturing me, turning me into various things to, <laughs> so I die. And then thanks for, the most... thanks for Thanks for helping me lose my virginity, but come on, man. <laughs> In response to that, Merlin turns, he turns, he gets rigid like a hard dick, and turns into a rocket ship that flies away. He says, blow me to Bermuda, he's so frustrated. And that's the end of the scene, and it's like, what? The <laughs> well, fuck they is go happening and, they in this They go movie? and look outside at him flying away, and they're like, where'd he go? And he's like, oh, Bermuda, I suppose, wherever that is. Yeah, and that is just like, what? Again, <laughs> because you had animators in charge, and no one was like, looking out for, like, the storytelling, it's just kind of, like, okay, that's that's a thing that could happen in this movie, and then suddenly cuts to a scene of jousting, and it's just like, what? This is the end of the movie, and I'm, like, I'm just sitting there totally confused. Yeah. Yeah, I almost, like, wonder if they ran out of money and had to scramble for the ending a little Like, bit. I almost wonder, I almost kind of wonder if maybe the voice acting, there was, like, an idea, a different idea for the ending that they had to kind of cobble, to cobble together, like, like, the, like, however the relationship between, uh, Warts and Merlin kind of end, ends up like there was an idea for something else, but because maybe they just couldn't go back and re-record lines and stuff, like they had to cobble a, what are they, they had to cobble an end, together an ending with whatever they had, but like, yeah, it's just so disjointed here at the end, but yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So anyway, but yeah, I guess the it's like the Marlin really just does dis disappear for the next couple days. And yeah, the they go to the, the tournament and they're watching a couple guys joust and they knock each other off the horses and then they fight with swords. <laughs> and uh, Wart's like, oh, fuck, yeah, I forgot your sword. <laughs> so he chases him and trips him. And it's like, you that, and they reuse the animation from the beginning yeah. of the movie. Yeah, there's a couple times where like, uh, I can't remember what they are. Uh, but I've seen this movie enough that I was like, oh, that's the same animation as in that scene. There's a couple times they just use the exact same animation. Which is, because I know that's a big thing between Disney movies. This is one of the few times I've noticed within a film itself. Yeah. Where it's just recycling the same animation. I mean, if they're going to recycle whoa, whoa, whoa a dozen yeah, that's times. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. And again, it's a budget thing as much as anything else. So yeah, that's totally, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I can yeah. understand why that happened. So he runs back to the end, but it's all locked up. But, oh, what luck. There's one in that churchyard. When he goes to pull it, somebody's like, oh, light shines down on it. And I do is, like... Archimedes but... is also there, and he's like, fucking don't touch that shit, man. Leave it the fuck alone. I do like, uh, Wart doesn't seem to think too much of the fact that Heaven suddenly smiles upon him when he touches <laughs> the sword. He's just like, oh, that's weird. But it doesn't I gotta like... get a sword. Oh. Man, squeaky voice teen would have made this whole character even that much better. It was like, I don't know what's going on with this sword. Mm -hmm. yeah. If I had a girlfriend, she'd kill me. <laughs> exactly. This comes out of my um, paycheck. But he so, does this end up grabbing the sword, right? And yeah, just runs away. Just pulls it out and is like, Kay needs a sword. And I runs back. do and appreciate Kate... in an mm. Arthurian tale called The Sword and the Stone, the actual moment of him pulling out the sword is just so completely a non-event. I actually love that part. Because, and well, the fact that no one's watching, he doesn't understand the significance, even though you think he would. Because it seems like everyone. You think everybody would know about it, yeah. But, like, he's just like, oh, it's just the sword. Like, I guess he's the one person in the whole world who doesn't know what the significance Because even when he comes back and tells them. Isn't that what usually, usually happens, though? Isn't that what happened in Excalibur? He was looking for a sword and went out there and just pulled I can't that remember. one. I could have sworn there were people. That's a good question, actually. But like, I feel like even that's what he, happened in Excalibur after, got the sword after from, like, Sean yeah, Connery like... got hit by a bunch of <laughs> lettuce with a by a monk. I forgot about that. But yeah, he just grabs the sword and runs back, and everyone's like, "Oh!" And Kay's I guess he's like, it's... "That's not my fucking sword. Yeah. What are you doing?" And it just and, uh... be because they happen to print the Legend of the Sword onto the sword. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that like the dad is like, "Oh no, this is the sword in the stone. Where the fuck did you get this?" Yeah, he's like, "I pulled it from an anvil," and they're like, "The fuck you did? Let's go see." Yeah. So everybody goes over there, and uh, they Hector put, puts it back in the so the stone, and Wart's about to pull it again, but Casey says, any boy can pull it once it's been pulled, and he starts to try to pull it out, but he can't do it, and Hector's like, come on, boy, put your back into it, and everybody grabs on there and starts trying to pull it, too, and then uh, the Captain Pink, the mustache man's like, give the boy a chance. And the deep voice black bird is like, fuck is a boy chance? <laughs> I guess though, Ravenclaw needed a, a paycheck this One week, just, so they just yeah, threw him in there. Super <laughs> yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, which is a black Bart? Is that, is that an Arthur dude? Is it? No, that's I like a know. cowboy dude. Okay, isn't he's that, a... isn't that who the kid in the Christmas story had to fight or something like that? I, I yeah. don't know. That's that's the name of the character. He's an actual Black name character, Bart. I guess. So that I just I, if I, I ever crack open from. a book about King Arthur and there's a guy named Black Bart, I'm never gonna be able to take the rest of that story <laughs> seriously because it's just so like <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. 
It's wild to think that Thorpe Ravenclaw only died, like, I don't know, 20 years ago? 30, 20, 10 yeah, years ago? Yeah, because he was such a big thing for, like, the latter half of the 20th century, even to, like... He, I even mean, he did we Tony the Tiger adults. forever. Yeah, God, man. I'm uh, I'm glad he got paychecks for the rest of his life just doing that one goddamn character. You know, yeah. And hopefully he got residuals for that, and, uh... It's weird he doesn't have an image on, like, he's got the default no, avatar he on lives IMDb. On in history as a voice. And not, yeah. not not even really a face you could put to that voice, but the voice was distinct enough you really don't even need yeah. it. He he went till 2005 at 91. Jesus Christ! So he was yeah. actually pretty young when he was doing the stuff. If this was like, he, wait, when did he die? 1991? Yeah, he was born in 1914. Uh, oh shit! So he yeah, was he's in his like 50s middle aged. <laughs> oh, okay, so much for that. Yeah. Yeah. Oof, I do. So, <sighs> Ward pulls the shit out of the stone and everybody's like, damn, I guess the boy is the king. And uh, they all the bow face, down. The face that Ward makes when, like, he, like, people are still doubting whether or not he could pull the sword out, he, like, like makes the super determined face before he goes to the sword, and then mm -hmm. he does it, is really great. Like, I love, he, he's, like, he's like, fuck you guys, I'm gonna show you guys that I can't pull the sword out. And, yeah. like, yeah, it's it's good animation, and he pulls out and then the heaven smile. I and, bet... I bet it was a nice change of pace for the animators to not have to draw, like, prim and proper stuff, and they could get kind of ugly with it. Exactly, yeah. It doesn't always so, have to be a pretty lady just going, oh, who's this? Yeah. Yeah. And so the glorious reign of King Arthur began. He's sitting on the throne as a kid, but he wants to get out of there. He wants to escape, but everywhere he runs and tries to leave by opening the door, everybody hail King Arthur. Long live the king. Um, One nice character moment before that, though. Mm -hmm. I do like the fact that Kay... There's a moment when he pulls out the sword. Kay is all like, it seems like he's going to say or do something, but then he kind of like resigns. He like, he like earnestly bows his head to yeah. King Arthur too, which is a nice moment to show that like everyone's kind of falling in line with this. But yeah, then it yeah, cuts forward to like the last little pro. I, I, I thought the story was going to end there. I was kind of surprised there was still a little an epilogue at the end of this. Yeah. And he's like, man, I wish Merlin was here. And then the voice, uh, the most dramatic change of all is all, calling out in the hallway oof man what were they doing i know they have three different kids but man oh you think the voice gets like extra crazy there oh it's such a such a stark <laughs> contrast from man, when he says i wish how merlin checked was out here I to was. when he starts calling for merlin i was not even noticing okay mm. so then merlin shows up in bermuda vacation attire is this where they kind of got the ending for aladdin from Maybe. Or Genie comes oh, back yeah, and yeah, he's yeah, in the yeah, Walt Disney yeah. World. Oh, yeah, for Definitely sure, that kind sure, of thing, sure. yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, it's, okay. I think it's, it might be the same outfit as Merlin's wearing yeah. here. Well, I didn't even think about that. There's probably, I'm sure he's probably like wearing pink shorts or whatever. Like, just like, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. So he's like, ah, the future's not that great. It's overrated. You can have it. Oh, yeah, because he says he's, he's gone like, through the 20th century. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I'm king. What the fuck? And Merlin's like, yeah, oh, that makes sense. King Arthur and his round table. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, they're going to be writing stories about you forever. They're ever going to make a motion picture. And Ar Arthur's like, what's that? And he's like, oh, uh, kind of like television. And they sing, hail King Arthur, long live the king. And it ends. If they had more jokes like that throughout the movie where, like, it's Merlin making pointed reference in the 20th century, I think I would have been more amused. It's funny they, mm. like, leave the biggest 20th century reference to the end of the movie, but he that's does literally another the last time thing that he, happens. He, he references well, a helicopter. Once or and... twice, but, like, yeah, I would, like, yeah. I'm so used to where, like, well, again, kind of pre prefacing uh, Genie from Aladdin where, like, his, character was, it's, his entire character was based on the idea that he's just making an anachronistic jokes, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. It's not, yeah, it's, it's, it's... I like it. Yeah. 
I can I like see it why you it's like funny it. and goofy. Yeah. You were hoping but... for a plot, which I get. And I was sitting there watching about halfway through, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, oh, yeah, no. Bill no loves plots. <laughs> the entire story of the, the entire story of the movie is confined to the last ten minutes of the movie. If I had watched like, it earlier in the happen. week, I would have been like, oh, Bill, there's no plot. I've just got to prepare you. But that's yeah. the thing. I can't, I can't throw too many rocks at it, because it's not like... I don't think the Sword and the Stone is necessarily bad of itself. It just kind of freaks me out a little bit, just because, like, I'm starting to see the cracks settle in mm. that... Where you like, I can see the the origins of the terrible Disney stuff that I was so bored with as a kid when I was growing up. Mm. I can start seeing those cracks kind of settle in with Swords of the Sword and the Stone a little bit. I think that's part of the reason why I was so surprised at how much I liked at least even how 101 Dalmatians looked. Mm -hmm. Because even though that's like, I mean, I've always liked the Xerox animation look of the Disney stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I've I was always so used to seeing it and stuff like the Rescuers and other projects where. The movies are just terrible that I was surprised to see a Disney production where the Xerox animation kind of fits in like the backgrounds are designed nicely and it's still got a, like a decent story that like it's still an entertaining movie. I think that's what part of the reasons why I may have been over enthusiastic about how much I liked 101 Dalmatians because I was so surprised where I expected 101 Dalmatians to be more like a, the Sword of the Stone where it's more just like the stories off the reels and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. You know, maybe it'll grow things. on you if you ever watch it again. I don't know. Well, exactly, yeah. So, yeah, so it's hard to separate my this, expectations it's a good versus, yeah. It's it's a good movie for what they did later when they would chop up, like, segments from their movies and throw them on the, that mm -hmm. hour-long Disney show that they used to have. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I've, the I've seen the wizard battle a million times just because... Like it they, is so they put easy the, just to take that out and like they put, the put it on the battle. Disneyland TV they, show. Yeah. yeah, they put the squirrels on there. I saw the fish on there. They put like Bambi on the ice. We had to see Bambi on the ice a thousand <laughs> times growing up because they exactly, were so in yeah. love with Bambi on the ice. That well, that's more than one of the fun things about Disney through the decades is like going back and seeing these movies and seeing the whole thing in context. There's been, there's been so many segments where we're like, oh yeah, and here's the sequence everyone's seen a million times because mm -hmm. it's always been shown on the Disneyland TV show on, at Sunday at, like, 7 p.m. But, like, now you get to see it in context, and, and it's like, oh, yeah, it actually still holds up. And it's now like, Merlin yeah. Merlin got regulated to just being in the Kingdom Hearts games, and that's about it. <laughs> I forgot about, like, so I guess there's no never been a Sword in the Stone world. He's just been a support character. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. I should be surprised. Yeah. Man, every now and then I see, like, Kingdom Hearts on, like, the... the um, Game Pass store or something. I'm like, I, I, I always think to myself for half a second, I wonder if John would like me to play that. And then I think to myself, no, oh no, God, no. yeah, no. With the, 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 the you'd probably just get him hooked into really terrible anime as a result. Or I, I've also thought like, I wonder if I should get that game for my nieces and nephews. And then I'm like, I don't want them to be Kingdom Hearts fans. What am I doing? They they did remake their impressionable for modern consoles, little brains. Right? Wasn't that yeah, the thing that came out before them. the most? Yeah, before the most recent. Because I remember yeah. there was a bundle where you could buy like all the. Like the first one, yeah. okay, it's fine-ish. You could get away with some of that because it is. But it's man, those all right, but man, those sequels are garbage. What'd you think of the third one compared to the second? The third one sucks so much. Because I know you beat that. I only got like halfway so through that. Yeah. Terrible. Awful. God, I still... Awful. Like the Frozen levels, just frozen. It's just the. <sighs> it's just the movie. God, like, did I even get play the with Frozen? It. I, I got through I got the Toy Story. Oh, that was bad. There's Toy Story. There Everything was... was bad. God, yeah. 
the the big hero six or whatever it was just just a giant a big hero empty six city stage? it was just yeah it's just a big empty city with nothing in it man that's one of the weird things about of all the disney movies that have come out in the last like 15 years like no i never hear anyone talk about big hero six it's I've not like that anyone hates it, it. no but like it just like that it's everyone... the robinson's Oh, I forgot there's like that era. Didn't they do Chicken Little? There was like mm-hmm. I watched Robinsons. the first 15 minutes of that. That was bad. Chicken Little and like Big. It's funny because I know there's like the, the, the Beat the Robinsons, Chicken Little, and Big Hero 6. Like, there's like Big Hero 6 came out like maybe a good like six or seven years after Meet the, uh, the Robinsons and Chicken Little. But in my mind, they're still grouped together in like these completely Bolt. lost modern Disney movies. But yeah. Don't forget about Bolt. <sighs> God, which you one forgot Bolt? about Bolt. Oh, that was the Chris Sanders movie. That the guy who directed Lilo and Stitch, he was gonna direct his first CGI oh, yeah, yeah, movie yeah. and he got kicked off. It was gonna be like American Dog. Yeah, and he that was one of those projects like Tangled, where he was like, that was one of the multiple projects where they were like, okay, we're gonna do a CGI movie, but we're gonna try to make it look like the concept art, and it fell apart, and he left. And it got turned into one, just like Tangle got just turned We're into like, one man, CGI come on, movie. There's too, dude, there's yeah. too many puffy nipples in our dog show. What are we doing here? Chris Andrews comes in, he's like, guys, I got an idea for a Disney movie. It's just nothing but naked ladies with the giant puffy trapezoidal nipples. Oh my god, if people it's don't know. It's super impressive that Disney hired that guy to... <laughs> because <laughs> I'm assuming he could draw cartoon movie for puffy nipples. That's like... That's like getting the guy who used to draw for Penthouse to do their character designs, whatever that yeah. guy's name is. God, I want to go up and look up Chris Andrews' original character designs for Stitch, and I'm sure even Stitch had, like, giant puffy nipples. Yeah, <laughs> like, he didn't super, even have tits. Curvy, super just... curvy legs with <laughs> tiny little feet. Man, Chris Andrews, like, I love an artist where you can totally see that guy, like, that guy gets off jerk gets off to a very specific body type <laughs> that he cannot <laughs> compulsively keep drawing. Oh, yeah, I mean, he's Jesus. an amazing artist, but he knows but no, what he but likes. Like, yeah. Every time I see Stitch, part of me thinks like, oh yeah. And like, he has to have drawn like, sexy Stitch. With like, big <laughs> chunky butt and big chunky legs and big puffy... Yeah, like, oh my god. Good for them but, for showing restraint for not having a super sexy alien that looked like it's... No, seriously? Yeah. Thing, um, it was just funny, because I know once he got fired from Disney off of uh, what, what got, eventually got turned into Bolt... He did Meet the Croods, the caveman movie that got a sequel. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. like, those really character designs was, don't know. look like... No, they don't. Yeah, so, I, although it's one of those things where I wonder... I would where, say, you know what? Like, the studio, whatever studio hired him to make, make I, the Croods, they were like, you can't just give everyone puffy nipples. Yeah, I would... Mix I'll say, up. I haven't really seen the first one, but it... Watch the second one. It's a good movie. It's Meet fun. the Croods? Yeah. I've heard good, pretty it's good things about It's got a stellar class. Those. Yeah, the second one's actually really fun. It ends on it ends very very well. If it's especially if it's a sequel that you can watch it's, without it's even having got, seen the first one, that's pretty. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. You oh can, you've God. got Nicolas Cage acting opposite. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, Nicolas Cage <laughs> is the lead caveman dude. That's funny. And he's act, acting opposite. Um. Uh. Uh. Oh, what's his name? Game of Thrones, the dwarf. Uh. Oh, Peter Dinklage. Yeah, it's, he's acting opposite Peter Dinklage. Wow. You've got Emma Stone in there. You've got uh <laughs> you've got the lady who played Frau Brooker. Uh what's her name? Really? Uh, yeah, it she's been, in there. She must have died in the in the recording booth. <laughs> Cuz she this... was old that like young Frankenstein's like 50 years ago. She was old and even that. 
Oh god. Yeah, it's a good it's a good movie. It's it's fun. Okay. I wouldn't say it's uh Ryan Reynolds is in there too. Uh, oh Jesus. Which I like Ryan Reynolds. I oh, no, 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 I'm just saying, but like that's like Ryan Reynolds. Especially now these days. Ryan Reynolds are a little bit too Did you see Free Guy? No, I haven't gotten around to it. No. It's not bad. I saw an internet dumpster version of it, but mm -hmm. Um Okay, I'll meet the crudes part two. I'll have to keep that keep an eye out. Yeah. Did you send up renting? Did you take one. John John out to see it or No, he's never been to a movie theater. I mean, totally understandable. <laughs> well, even then, you guys are responsible parents, so you're not the kind of people to drag. Although, he's old enough now that he would have probably gone to a, like, an, like a kid's movie screening. Yeah, at some yeah. point, probably. You're not taking him to go see the new Wes Anderson movie or something? No, like not this yeah. time. <laughs> the Last Night in Soho with John John. No. Oh so God. I'd say that, and I also started watching, I haven't, I keep forgetting to go back and finish it, but uh, have you heard anything about Jellystone? What the hell's Jellystone? On HBO Max, there's a new uh, Hanna Barbera uh, Jellystone cartoon. Jellystone is in the park with the picnic yeah. baskets. Yeah. So what's it a? Why, why is it not called Yogi Bear? Why is it called Jellystone? Because, because it's about all of Hanna Barbera's characters living in this town called Jellystone. What? Like <laughs> Yogi Wait, Bear? What? Yogi Bear's a doctor with the lady from that. I can't remember her is name. Is this like a live action drama? No, no, it's a very stylized cartoon. So is this for adults or kids? Yeah, that's it's kind of a mixture. It's all it's, based it's, on cartoons from like 60 years ago. Who's yeah, the it's, little kid's going to care? It's it's got some adult humor in it, but it's not so adult that kids would... Uh, it's, it'll, it's the kind of hu adult humor that'll fly over little kids' heads. Jellystone. Yeah, it's actually really good. I'd recommend it. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, so I just pulled it up on the... The yeah, character it's, design. It's fun cartoon. On, uh, on the HBO Max landing page, it's just all the characters with, like, these big... Oh, it's got the little dog. The wiener dog who's like, Ugh. Oh, wow, this really is everybody. It's got the ape, yeah. it's got the octopus, it's got yeah. Snaggletooth. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Wait, so how yeah. do... Do they explain why all the characters are suddenly living at Jellystone Park? No. No, that's oh, just okay. where they live. I mean, it's a cartoon. You really don't have to worry about that that much, but, like... Yeah. Okay. The, and they, they, they mess with things a little bit, like, You know the dog who talks like this? Yeah. And how he's obsessed with his son, you know? It's funny that, like, we've done enough... They changed, they, changed his son, they changed his son into his daughter, but he's still obsessed with her. He's like, my little baby! That's great. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I love all these characters are just some kind of, like, based off of some kind of random vaudevillian uh, fucking... Oh, Jabberjaw's there? What the fuck is yeah, this? Yeah, everybody's like in there. It's actually a really fun show. <laughs> How did you, how did, yeah, you were just flipping through it's HBO, on HBO Max, Max. Just No, it, yeah. uh, Paul F. Tompkin, I listen to a ton of hit the podcast he does because he's a prolific comedian and yeah. podcaster. Uh, he does a voice of one of the characters, or a couple of the characters, okay. I think. Yeah, he was just on the Star Wars Minute podcast that I listened to. Yeah, yeah he's great. I love him. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Augie, check was check it, out Augie Doggy. Augie Doggy. Augie Doggy. The name is. Yeah. And he's got like a little kid. Oh my god. Okay. Doggy Daddy. Doggy dad, doggy 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 daddy. Yeah, that's that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I hope it's popular because it's not a not bad idea for a cartoon, but I can't imagine more than three people are watching it. Ron Funches God, is to... in there. Oh, Tom Ron Lennon Funches. is in there. <laughs> Ron Funches. I uh, the first. The fun time thing I... about Ron Funches is he's plays Shag Rug, and uh, they <laughs> pitch his voice up, but you can still totally <laughs> tell it's Ron Funches. Because Ron Funches, <laughs> the first time I heard. He was like on a giant bomb cast. He was a guest uh -huh. on the giant bomb cast a couple times. And I thought it was someone put on a voice the whole time. 
Because he has nope, such a specific way talks. of talking that, like, no, that's just Ron yeah. Funches. Uh, mm-hmm. For people who don't know, if you've seen the Harley Quinn cartoon on HBO Max, Ron Funches does the voice of King Shark. And yeah. so you've got, which is kind of a little bit of a bummer that he's now been usurped by the Sylvester Stallone King Shark from the latest Suicide Squad movie. But, yeah. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Okay, that's yeah, Check cool. out Jellystone. Yeah. Uh, I oh, also, man. let's see. What else are they doing? I feel like I was watching. I care about that. Ted I'm watching Lasso. this show oh, called Avatar. About other oh yeah. <laughs> no, no, I don't have. It's on Apple TV, right? Who Ted Lasso? Yeah. Oh, uh, I almost brought that up as a joke just because that's that. Oh, okay. That's been the default everybody's thing watching been, it. Yeah, no. It, yeah, it's actually. So you haven't seen any of it? No. It's it's pretty good. Don't. Maybe watch it after the whole the fear over it has died down. Not that there's that way, the but like, the discourse after the fear mm. has died, after the <laughs> Hitler over Ted Lasso has died down. It's fine. Mm. It's good. I enjoy it. But like, mm-hmm. there has been so many attempts to create a discourse about oh. it. Like, oh my god, it's just so, so, is... some shows just don't justify a discourse. Yeah. Mm. But you, like, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. No, it's actually you know. Um, is it kind of like the good place where you watch it after it died down you should already. yeah exactly yeah this is kind of the new good place where it's a show mm. about good people trying to do good in a world where like everything's kind of fucked up but like everything works out okay in the end and stuff like that God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. um we've been we were watching what we do in the shadows to catch up the, the new season I oh yeah i just started yet, watching but... that new season there's only like two episodes out for the new yeah. season but that's that's my housemate's kind is... of it, it, that show is so much better than it has any right to be. Uh, you've seen the movie, right? Yeah, we did it for the podcast. Oh, we did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and remember, we yeah. pretend, we we did it like it was an actual documentary. <laughs> That's why I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, that would have been a couple of years ago now, though. But yeah, yeah, Jesus. But yeah, what we do in the shadows, the fucking. You, so you, you you've seen it all. You're just rewatching it now, just to Correct, catch up. Yeah. To just yeah. To, yeah. Um, that fucking Nadja's puppet doll thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've gotten up to that point in the rewatch. Yeah, we have. But, like, because I think that was something that happened last season where they found out that, like, they, because they're vampires, their ghosts were still running around. Yeah. And so the, 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 the Nadja, the lady from What We Do in the Shadows, she puts her ghost into a little doll version of herself. And now mm-hmm. that's, like, a separate character on the show that sometimes chimes in. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, <laughs> No, what we do in the shadows, yeah, that that is like one of the world's best movie to TV show adaptations ever. Which they get is away kind of with funny. so much in it too. Like, well, just in terms of just like, as the sex the, jokes, the violence, the set, the sex, <laughs> the the shrubberies that are look like vaginas. <laughs> just like, yeah. I guess that's one of the good things about being essentially a cable TV show, especially one that's kind of streamed. I kind of wonder because that's got to be airing on normal television. But I'm sure that that show's crafted more for, like, streaming, is that yeah. I guess maybe you can kind of skirt the rating system a little bit. Or at least as long as you're just honest with what's in there. If Because you don't have to worry, because it's streaming, you don't have to worry so much about little kids watching it that they can get away with, like, extra crazy shit. But, um, a little bummed. <laughs> Not that I have a problem with Kirsten Schull, but she is in so many... That's one of the things when, when you brought up Ryan Reynolds before. I don't have an mm. inherent problems with Ryan Reynolds, but he's just so in so many fucking things these days. Mm. But like Kirsten Schaal is now kind of a character who's popping up more often on, at least in the new season of what we do in the shadows, where I'm just like, I could do less Kirsten Schaal in my life. <laughs> she showed up in the, the latest Bill and Ted. And I was like, mm. could you not find like, there's a million actresses in this world. Does everything always have to default to like 
Kirsten Schall. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Oh. But this is someone who likes Kirsten Schall, but like, yeah, come on. Yeah, I don't... I I love Kirsten Schall, but I don't think she was a good fit for that vampire role. Especially because I know the whole point is that she's supposed to be playing like a vampire, so it's funny that like they get someone who has a voice like this. I can't yeah. even do it, Kirsten. But you know, but like I could see what they were... And, and maybe if she weren't in a thousand other things... But it's, it's it's not funny. Like, she just... It's like, oh, it's just Louise from... From... From Boz Burgers. Like, that's... Yeah. It's still a pretty good show. There's a great cast on that show, too. My yeah. housemate, she's from... Iran. And the guy who plays... Was it Nandor, the tall vampire in What mm -hmm. We Do From The Shadow? He's from Iran, too. And mm -hmm. so, when he slips into his native dialect, he's speaking... Farsi, the, the Iranian language. Mm. And so Bahar understands what he's saying, and there's a whole episode in the second season where like he's freaking out about his old horse and stuff like that. And my housemate Bahar, she was just fucking laughing her fuck. She had to like, she had to like translate what he was saying to us. Mm. And she was like, it's funny because like what he was saying in his native language was funny too. It wasn't just like gibberish, but you know. Man, I looked but, up that's cool. I was, I was looking up like stuff and for what we do in the shadows, and I search for the, the actor that plays Nandor. Mm -hmm. And when he's not Nandor, that's a handsome ass dude, man. <laughs> it is. He does, they have good. to kind of make him look like Damn. he's essentially Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. But, like, you know, the funny thing is, he shows up in Cruella, mm. the live action prequel to 101 Dalmatians. He plays Roger, the male human lead oh. from. <laughs> Would they just, like, get somebody with a nose? They just, we just need someone tall with a nose. And, which is funny, because he does play the piano and sing a little bit, but, like, you know. Um, and, God, was it the lady who plays Anita? Does he ever lady? say, this fucking guy? <laughs> this that's, fucking that's guy. Fucking guy. Like Math Matthew, was it Matthew Barry's the other guy on that show? Yeah. Uh, yeah like, I'm he's someone, I've, I've seen people in England kind of complain that he got super popular, that he's kind of, like, He's the guy who's in everything in England right now, and I guess maybe mm. in America he hasn't been in that many productions, so no one's sick of him yet. But no, I only yeah, know his... him from the only thing I've seen him in is a uh, uh, Dark Place. Yeah, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Yeah, um, he was on a show called Toast of London that my housemates were watching too, where he plays a guy. He plays a guy named Toast, who's oh. just like Matthew Barry only has that one kind of character that he plays, which is always like self deluded pompous yeah but he always does it so i am good, the greatest though. man in the world yeah, yeah oh that's because we went off about matthew berry because he was in a hundred what the thousand leagues beneath the sea yeah, <laughs> yeah he sounds like that guy yeah <laughs> when we realized that guy's entire comedian shtick <laughs> is based off of making fun <laughs> of that guy from from fifty thousand leagues beneath the sea yeah, yeah. god I, when that when that guy opened his voice i was like oh my god yeah. <laughs> it's what we do in the shadows like i could see where yeah that's where that came from mm -hmm. oh, wow. I'm Captain Nemo. <laughs> man, so we're going to Disneyland in a week. Which no, man. There's the FYI. No episode next week because we're going to be dark. Cause we're not oh, that's a good point. I'm glad you mentioned episode. that, yeah. But we're going to the Oogie Boogie Bash, which is like they close down California Adventure and you have to get a ticket for it. And it's like, a, a, like basically the villains take over the park. Oh, so you mean like they close down California Adventure? Yes. And it turns into Oogie Boogie's Bash, where, like, you go through, you go trick-or-treating. Like, the rides the aren't parks. there available? Like, you can't go a on the rides? A couple of the rides are. Like, there's no the more cars or anything like that? Yeah, the couple of the rides are open, but it's, okay. it's, it's more a, like a little party. Like, you walk, you, you, they set up uh, certain segments of the park to be all Halloween and whatnot. And, and they, is that for the entire month? It's not just, like, one, one 
like yeah, single yeah. night or anything like that. Yeah, okay. it's they started a couple weeks ago. And it's it's not every night. It's I think it's Sunday, Thursday, fr Friday or something like that. It but makes. I'm have, sure they designed it so it happens. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, they have a walkthrough where like they have villains on stages, just basically trash talking people that are walking by. Or, I like, have seen. Themselves. I have seen the stuff they've done in the past where the villains show up for Halloween. But, maybe not that specific event, but they do hire some pretty funny people just to come up and just be assholes as the villains. Yeah. yeah. And they keep uh, on putting the Mad Hatter from the shitty live-action uh, Tim Burgeon one up there, and it's like, who gives a oh, fuck about I that think dude? about that. <laughs> who gives a shit about him? Was was he a villain in that also? Wasn't he Because he's a... not supposed to be a villain, because the whole idea is he's just kind of out of his mind. He's maybe not, not, not necessarily a good guy, but he's just, he's like pure chaos. <laughs> Like on that and, on that alignment chart, he would be just chaos neutral in the middle, yeah. And also, they have Cruella from the new movie there now. I guess this year, which I gives did. A shit. Man, uh, Rose City Comic Con, Portland's local Comic Con, is barely going on this weekend. Mm. <laughs> They're trying to have a Comic Con in the middle of the pandemic, and it was everyone all why, the guests. Why not? Pax happened. Oh Jesus Christ! I'm surprised there wasn't like an, an, an out. Well, I guess. Did out did Pax eventually do the thing where they they said that everybody had to be vaccinated who went there but oh, who knows but, yeah. if, they, if people followed that I forgot that that would have been last weekend because that's always Labor Day um yeah. but yeah Rose City Comic Con is going on this weekend and they're like we're seeing the the, the 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 cosplay pictures are from that like the aisles aisles are completely empty and mm. almost all the guests canceled I think the headlining guests it was Sean Astin from the Goonies slash Lord of the Rings but now it's just like I think it's one of the Power Rangers. And, like, three other people I've never even heard of before, the headlining guests. <laughs> the kid but, from Mac and Me. Yeah, no, it is the most, like, ghetto. But then I'm seeing cosplay photos from uh, uh, Rose City this weekend. Mm -hmm. And, like, the one of the photos I saw was, I think it was a guy dressed as Cruella. It could have been someone. I don't know what was going on. But it was, like, someone dressed as, as Cruella in this empty aisle. It was the saddest because it wasn't <laughs> particularly good cosplay and in the middle of this empty nice. convention aisle, too. So it was like, it looked like someone just, like, was robbing the place dressed as Cruella DeVille. But, mm. God, really, life... I guess I guess they would be pushing... You know, it's probably easier to well, find someone also... who can convincingly pull off Emma Stone Cruella yeah. than you could find someone who could convincingly pull off cartoon Cruella. Yeah. They yeah. also have Sid. What? Yeah, Sid from Toy Story is also is a villain. Is it a child? There. Did they no, find a child? No, it's just like some dude with a buzz cut. God, because I the, the the ones I've always seen, it's always uh, the wicked stepmother from Snow White. Mm -hmm. Who else do you get? Like, who else has been down there? Uh, Jafar, Maleficent, Jafar. Um, yeah, the the bad guy from uh, Frog, the Frog Princess. The He's couple. Oh, there. that makes sense. I, actually, I've never seen the Prague Frog Princess. I've seen clips. That guy seems like could be interesting because I know his whole thing is he's like singing and dancing. I mean, it's a Disney villain, so of course they're yeah. gonna be singing and dancing and shit like that. But like that seems like to be kind of a cool like. Oh, you could do interesting things with that. Yeah, the couple clips I've always seen with like the live action villain stuff at the parks is they seem to find they kind of lean into the gay legacy of the gay camp. Mm -hmm. villainy oh, man. of those characters, last time and they, we went to they find people who embrace that, yeah. Last time we went to Disneyland, uh, we didn't. We saw her from afar. We saw the the evil queen from Snow White walking, uh -huh. like, back to a cast member's area, and <laughs> yeah. she was striding with such confidence. She was swooshing her cape. <laughs> she looked like she was having such fun being a pompous asshole. Yeah, oh, okay, man. good. 
Because that Plain... can either go one or two ways where it's like either that or she's just so tired and obviously just wants to go back and like take a shit. Playing like, a villain yeah. is always so much more fun than playing the good guy. I would imagine, but man, if you have to play that like for all night, every night for like a month. But I'm glad to see that if this, those I mean, events even are just if like you three times a week. Even if you mess up and hurt somebody's feelings, you're going to be like, whatever. Wait, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the There's villain. Got, Come on. I would be fascinated to see what the guidelines are in terms of like, you're supposed to be a villain. Mm-hmm. But you're not supposed to make anyone cry. So, like, I wonder, like, there's got to be a very specific... Like, because you, you can't just always follow a script. You have to be able to roll with the punches. You probably do want to find people who are professional comedians willing to come in and play as the villains. So, you know, you know, you could make up jokes on the fly and, and, yeah. and you know, you could, you could judge your audience. So you're not going to be, like, ma- making total fucking... Yeah, you're not going to see a fat guy and start, <laughs> start making jokes about his weight. But you could yeah. still be, like... Yeah, that would be... F- oh, man. I, I I wish there was more stories from former cast members about stuff yeah. like that, because that would be fascinating to hear about, like, just, like, how that stuff works, and yeah. who are, like, I mean, the most famous well, performers. Like, and Matt Gorley used to be the trash can. Was that what it was? Yeah, the w- yeah. talking trash can. <laughs> That's the thing! And you get, you get the occasional stories from people like that who used to be a cast member at the Disney parks and their stories, like whatever little stories they have are always like really entertaining or if they're just talking about other things that happen and rumors among the guests, among the cast members about like other people and stuff like that or, oh god, yeah, no, it's always good. There was... I'm sure there's a subreddit. Oh man, there was, man, I may have talked about this on, before in the past, but someone had a podcast where they were going out of the way, they were, they were talking to ex- princess cast members mm. and there was one lady who came on and did like an hour-long tell-all and it like, was kind of positioned as like if disney princess tell-all cast member blah 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 and it, was, it wasn't like that like Torrid. scandalous yeah. but it was there's a lot of stories just about how you have to struggle with like talking to little girls while their horny dads are trying to get your number oh and, yeah like, I, I i heard uh uh, Tarzan talking about that with the moms too. Like you get a ton of numbers yeah. into your your loin cloth, and you get inappropriately touched a lot by horny moms. Yeah, it's not even just like the horny dads, but like it's just horny people in general. But like while also trying to yeah juggle that with like talking to the kids, and of course kids I, you go man. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I I it must be some a, a type of kink I don't have because every time I see the princesses like at the parks, I don't. I, I just see they, very I nice twenty-year-old ladies. I just, just see costumes and yeah. wigs. I can't, I can't disassociate that. I just see them as a performer. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. because I am a performer and I just like oh, also, there's, you're just, there's you're just the a good human being on top of that too. You're not I don't just like see that as you're not just seeing that person as a servant. I see them and I think oh, they could have done better than casting wise. <laughs> That's well. That's also the terrible thing too. Because well, it doesn't help that some Disney characters you're just never gonna get a perfect fit for. Yeah. Like you can't like like Jasmine, especially in your middle of Florida, even in California. Good luck finding a, like an actually like someone who's like, I mean, even just the physical anatomy of the character, but just like there's certain like like even like that's kind of the kind of funny thing. There was a whole meme about like the Gaston mm-hmm. at the parks where he was like ripped, but he wasn't like. No one's going to be as they still as added pot. Yeah, they still added padding. But his personality was so big and gregarious, and he was so quick on his feet with, like, mm-hmm. his retorts and stuff like that. He was, like, fucking fantastic, so. Yeah. 
yeah, but it's funny too, because like, yeah, hearing the couple times where you can hear like podcast interviews with Disney princesses, you'll talk about how like they like, oh, I started off as a Sleeping Beauty, I was an Aurora, and mm-hmm. then I did like a couple years as a well, as an Ariel, and of course you like, you know, if you can find an Ariel who's naturally redheaded, that's always preference, but sometimes you can't always get that, so sometimes there'll be a lady in a wig and. Like, yeah, how the cast members will bounce around between different characters and stuff like that. There's a, a lady. Yeah. I don't know if she's still working there. She was there the last time we went. Um, uh, who's the fairy? She plays the fairy godmother in Disneyland mm-hmm. parks, and she's been there for so it's an older fucking lady? ever. Yeah, she's yeah. I think she's might have started that in the princesses back in the day. But I don't that know. would be interesting to have like a career where you're aging into different characters. Yeah. Man, when now? <laughs> Speaking of aging into different characters, when are we getting our Simpsons park? Because I was watching some Simpsons this this week, and I was thinking, did well, they I mean, still have the Universal? Dis- now that Simpsons is owned by Disney, yeah, do they still have like. And then I was like, man, imagine if they just even had like a most havoc because like a Disney World, like they're Simpsons is never gonna get its own park. But I was like, man, if they ever tried to do like a walk around, like even Simpsons characters or something like that, I, just, I was like. Yeah, can you actually get, like, a Mr. Burns? Do you put that person in makeup, or is it just a generic old guy who's just going, Excellent. Excellent. Yes! <laughs> you just hire Harry Shearer. Yeah, or, like, yeah, make good his luck area. With that. <laughs> yeah, that would be... But imagine, though, you might, la- you might see someone walking down the street, and they're, like, terrible Simpsons cosplay, but they open their mouths, and it's actually the voice of that character, and you're like, Oh, my God. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. But that's cool. And so... Mm. Yeah. So when you guys like, yeah, when you get like you said, like next Saturday, Sunday, you guys head out to the park. Yeah, we'll be down there because you're going down to Disneyland for a week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I did see. You've been very. Every time you go to the parks, you're always asking me if there's anything I want for you Mm. to bring back, and usually there's not. And I was just looking at all the exclusive parks merchandise this week, and Mm -hmm. yeah, I see that there's a whole villains line of stuff right now that's all like spray painted, graffiti tagged. Mm-hmm. villain merch and stuff right now and just you know. yeah whatever you want man yeah you got i, I got the hookup i mean this yeah it's no uh tokyo disneyland's where the good shit is but you know. the, yeah well did you see see that thing going on around there's a someone was posting meme just a couple days ago about how like in the tokyo disney park right now there's a whole uh m- merchandise push for like mm. cowboy winnie the pooh yeah. It's based off of one episode of Winnie the Pooh where he's dressed like a cowboy and like for like this month just this one month like the whole push for that war is like you never get to see anything like that in the American Disney parks although looking at all the merchandise that is available I am shocked at how all in they will go on on very seasonal stuff like I don't know if this is stuff that's available at Disneyland or if it's just unique to Disney World but I guess at least in Disney World there's like an apple pie season event going on right now and you can mm. get like all kinds of disney stuff like that's all just like related to like apple pies for some reason because i guess it's just because we're recording this in september of 2021 so it's just like the early turning into the fall and so i guess there's like a f- autumn full uh, autumn food festival thing going on at disney world and so there's all just, all just like apple not not even generic autumn stuff but just specifically apple pie stuff i was like that that's really weird and you get like hats and sweaters and t-shirts and like, jesus christ i could see going in all in halloween but just going on one food product specifically some kind of great yeah. like 
Tokyo Disneyland got the they, they have it they have it in the regular parks now, but they had ages before the American parks got a, a soap dispenser, like a push down soap dispenser that when you pushed it down, it made a Mickey shape in your hand. Really? Palm. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. It's like now. technologically advanced. Not really. Yeah. It's just it's just. Well, you know, makes but it's something. You know, hands, yeah. that's more than any soap dispenser I've ever do, You know, done. Yeah. Ever use this done. Um, also, I kind of wonder. I should check up and see how, on how the uh, Japanese Super Nintendo Park is doing. I kind of wonder what kind of new merch they. I think they were like, talking about expanding it, weren't they? Yeah, because they were. That, that's been open for like a good six months now. I'm kind of curious to see how their merch has kind of evolved since then. I would be curious to see what kind of food items have already scratched off their menu because it wasn't like fast enough for making enough money. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, so like, so it's just um, the boogie bash that's going on at the parks next week. There's no other events or anything like that. No, I, I mean they've got their Halloween decorations and shit going on. Okay. The, yeah, I don't uh, know if they're doing Man- the same food <laughs> festival that I guess uh, Disney World is doing. Yeah. Their haunted mansion is the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas themed right now. Have you seen it? Like, have you done Halloween stuff at the park before? No, we went there for yeah. Christmas one year, but that's what I was wondering. The haunted house is it just? Did they just put like? It's the ride is still the same, right? It's yeah. just the outside looks different. Oh, okay. Uh, no, the inside looks different. So is it like Jack Skellington and stuff now instead of like mm-hmm. the hat, the the hat so, ghost and all that stuff? Some of the st- I uh, I'm not sure what exactly they. Ch- you can look up footage of the oh, ride, okay, yeah. uh, but there it is nightmare. And the soundtrack gets changed to Nightmare Before Christmas. And... Oh, that'd be kind of interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a neat. lot of John work. likes Nightmare. John loves Nightmare Before Christmas, so, you know. Oh, okay, good. It's not Yeah, it'd be, be kind of freaky to see any of that stuff in real life. Because it's one thing yeah. to see it on a TV. But oh, like... dude, the walk around Jack Skellington for the park is the most <laughs> horrifying thing ever. Were you the one who posted the photo? Seen. Oh, yeah, I was. Because there's only so many things Fuck, you can do man. with Jack Skellington oh. to make him. He's so got a, a giant... He's got a giant big round bull head. That should be the easiest mask you can make, but no. They're like, so, cut it in half and make sure you can see his mouth for some reason. I guess they wanted to make it because instead of having a big giant like mask without a movable mouth, I guess they still wanted to make it so you could see the actor's lips. And I so he's essentially, he's essentially wearing a giant balloon on his head from his nose up. Mm-hmm. With So he's just kind of like a weird light bulb shaped head. Yeah, it but is like, hard to look at. They, like, do the things where, like, he's wearing, like, plastic skeleton hands over mm-hmm. his black gloves. Yeah. Like something by like, the Hot Topic. There's a certain point you just have to realize you're not going to get that character to work in live action, like, that way. Like, if yeah. anything, you're better off with just the animatronic. Well, uh, they had, um, for one of their, like, performances they do in front of the Disney castle years yeah. ago, they had a, like, uh, a giant marionette type thing. See, that'd you know, be cool, yeah. You know how they, There's uh, multiple, the yeah. ones that, that you have the long poles and you can kind of maneuver behind it? Yeah. They had one like that. Just do that. Mm-hmm. It's just some black velvet or some shit, but no. They gotta make but it you, a nightmare. You just have instead. to reconcile. You're not gonna be able to go up and shake hands with, with Jack Skellington. No. Because that's... Oh, they, I don't think they should allow anybody close to that monstrosity. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> I, I mean, you can get away. What's his girlfriend called? Because she's, she's kind of... Yeah, Sally's kind of human to the point that, like, I know... Like, Tim Burton's original design sketch for Sally was... She had ankles so thin that they could not engineer the puppet correctly. To the, mm. like, so they had to give her socks so she had, like, proper ankles. And so they, they like, they had to make some changes to her so she was... Act- so, as a result, she you could actually hire a human being who could actually kind of vaguely look like... At that point, I'm surprised that the Halloween... Did they have the, the, the Hocus Pocus sisters there? 
Because I am shocked. I don't think so. They like, have merchandise I'm, for them, but... With Hocus Pocus being such a big thing, I'm surprised it's Oogie Boogie. I'm, I'm surprised it's not the Sanderson sisters' Halloween. Mm. Like, Jesus, because you think if anything, it would be just like... Yeah, fuck. Instead of, like, Night Before Christmas, it should be, like, the band at the at the concert that's singing <laughs> You Put a Spell on Me or something like that. Yeah, that that the the band that put sang the song You Put a Spell on Me at the concert's Bash. That sounds way better than Oogie Boogie Bash. Yeah. Nailed it. Uh, you just <laughs> you get a little you get a little hot air balloon with like a little paper mache Sarah Mich not Sarah Michelle Geller. Who's the actress's name? Poor horse face lady. You get to Sarah have Sarah Jessica her, Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker. You have her you have a paper mache version of her flying over the park saying the and she just does that 24-7 around the park. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, come on. That'd be fantastic. Everyone would. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, but yeah, there's I did not see anything that was I stuff looked cool, but like there's nothing that spoke out to me. Like even looking at Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Yeah. You you guys have been to Galaxy's Edge already, right? No. Oh no! no. Did does John we went, John care about? This? We went la last time right before it opened. Oh, okay, we okay, we okay. Yeah. To go again. Well, John John likes Star Wars, but I don't know if he is like. I don't know if he'd, he'd he see hasn't the seen any Falcon Star Wars be like, yet. Oh, okay. He knows what it is. Like he likes yeah. to play with the Star Wars Legos. That, yeah, but he's not going to be all like, oh Ray. No. <laughs> no. Man, I was. Man, we got tangents today. No, that's um, fine. I. Would be, this was, is the conversation we'd be having after we usually hit stop we stop record yeah. and have this conversation anyway so in that, this week it's just on tape yeah my wife was talking to one of her friends and like uh at the time uh, she, her friend had a son that was five years old and she was like i don't know the, the father's showing them the, the wife was like the father's showing them star wars and i don't know if he's old enough for it yet and i was like nah five's fine for that but then they I heard that they were talking about killing the younglings. I was like, oh no, he's showing him the prequels first. Oh, no. Don't There's do multiple that. reasons to show them not. Yeah, the Don't prequels are terrible that. and also the least child friendly. The, Don't the end do with... that. <laughs> You're supposed to pretend like they don't exist. No, yeah, that's... You fucked up already. Yeah. You show them this... You don't show them the sequels because they're terrible. You don't show the prequel. You don't show the sequels or the pre... Just show them the good Star Wars. That's all they need. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh, my oh, God. Well. At least no one in the sequels gets, like, their limbs cut off and then burst into flames. I hate you. I hate you so much. Abu. 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 Was that a new thing this week? Mm. There was a new puppet thing. I don't know if it was new or just I had just seen it for the first time. There was a oh, label day. Hold on, hold on a second. I got a pee. Remind no, me ahead. if you can remember to bring. Uh, ask you the question about the Muppets that I was gonna ask. I'll be right. I was back. gonna write this. I'm gonna write this down in the back of my hand. Muppets, a label day. God, yeah. There was a new um. What's the thing? Strong bad. But it's not just Strong Bad, but Strong Bad's just the character from the thing. There was a Labor Day puppet sketch this week, and I don't know if that was new for, from a previous thing, but that, that's why I was asking Daniel if it's seen it, because I don't know if it was brand new, and I know he loves Strong Bad stuff. But... Oh, God, yeah. So how are you guys doing? How's everything? Have you guys been to the parks? Have you guys been doing anything outside? I can't believe it's been a year and we're still... It's like we're going back at, like, fucking new lockdown. Fucking shit. Shit and fucking shit. Fuck. Halloween is going to be nothing again this year because who's going to be handing out? I was just thinking about that last night. I was looking, I was looking at Target and Walmart last night. Cal Halloween snacks. 
And I was like, man, should I be buying Halloween candy to hand out kids? Because this is usually time of year. Because this is when Halloween candy is cheap. Candy's cheap? Daniel Beck. Yeah, no, I was just talking about how I was... This is usually the time of year when I buy my Halloween candy. Because mm -hmm. it's funny how stores will start getting rid of their seasonal stuff oh, yeah. two weeks before the season happens. Yeah. So if you really want to get like on the cheapest, <laughs> most plentiful yeah. Halloween stuff, you pretty much have to buy it now. Yeah. And that was like... like Maybe I should, like, if I buy Halloween stuff, I'll get, like, snacks for myself. Like, I'll see if I can't find, you know, Count Chocula or whatever. Oh, there's the Stay Puft Marshmallows that are coming out for the new movie. Mm. That's the big thing to get this year. But then I was like, no, because I usually pride myself. I'll buy a couple big boxes of, of full bars to hand out to kids this year. And I'm like, I guess again this year, no. I guess I won't be doing that because everything's going to be in lockdown enough that, like... <laughs> Do you still have the ones from last year? Just throw those. Here, have no, some... No, I didn't even buy those. Have some I chalky cock chocolate. <laughs> I mean, there's no reason I could just buy you know, full bars myself, but, you know. Mm. But, yeah, I just I was just thinking oh. about that the night before last, but this is going to be another kidless Halloween, so... Mm -hmm. So, you know. I was one, yeah. I got, I got wandering the other day uh, from the walk-around characters, you know, like mm -hmm. more so not so much the face characters but more so like sully maybe mike wazowski the disney company has access to the henson people yeah. why aren't they using them to make the walk around like big characters because that's what henson company really good at like oh making giant puppets why would why yeah just bigums why not have them like make the characters that would be really cool I know they have access to the Muppets, maybe not Sesame Street, because I know Children's Television. No. The Muppets are separate from Sesame Street, so you yeah. can't have Big Bird. You can't have Snuffle Up. No, I'm not. No, no, I'm not saying like bring in the characters. I'm saying like that have the Henson Workshop design and like engineer. The that shit. is weird, because you think even for Galaxy's Edge, they like were you, puppeteered, like, like would, engineered some kind of aliens and shit like that. Like, have you ever seen the Bear in the Big Blue's house? How well that guy's puppeteered. Mm -mm, no. Have you seen the clip of the Coca-Cola bear that, like, is puppeteered at, like, some meet and greet, and he's, like, biting people's heads and shit? No. That oh, sounds awesome, man. though. I could imagine, because there's always new puppeteering stuff that's... What the it's an older Coca-Cola bear. Coca-Cola bear puppeteer and just an animated game. Oh, yeah, but this stuff! Yeah, like, but, why like, not just come why up not, with new... Why, that, that would be a great Mike Wazowski, I would imagine. Mm, Instead of just I some mean, dead, died, giant, like, <sighs> standing there. I keep on hearing everything that, like, that's been the legacy after... Well, I guess, so I guess the original legacy was, like, Michael Eisner was really, um... He was all about cost-cutting when it came to mm -hmm. the Disney parks. And so Bob Iger was better, but still... Um, you know, Bob Iger's the guy who decided to build a Galaxy's Edge and all that stuff. But yeah. he still was not never giving the parks enough money that, like, everyone at the parks thinks that they should be getting. Mm -hmm. And, like, even with, like, Galaxy's Edge, at the beginning, when they were first unveiled Galaxy's Edge, they were like, oh, we're gonna have, pe we're gonna have people dressed like aliens walking around. We're gonna have droids. Mm -hmm. And, like, we're gonna make it, like, so, like, it, like, it's an actual, like, there's actual Star Wars characters walking around. And all that stuff eventually got cut, so the only thing that's actually happening in that park is you, you have one lady, you, they eventually find one brunette who, like, eventually, like, walks through the park, like, once an hour dressed as Rey. Yeah. You've got Kylo Ren and a couple stormtroopers, and that's it. Like, you, There's like, no droids, there's no aliens. 
Yeah. And like so they have, if they're like not going to do that for Star Wars, they're not going to do that for the rest of the park. Like they have a meet and greet with BB-8. Why couldn't you have that same thing with a puppeteered Yoda or or, or Grogu? That's that's the craziest it's thing. Because, I mean, I could see maybe you can't get up and, like, shake, shake Yoda's hand or put Yoda in a situation where someone could just rip the puppet off the guy's yeah. arm and run away with it. Yeah. But, like, there's so many things you could do, but it sounds like... It's just like, and 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 the reason that the 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 foreign parks, especially in Asia, get away with that stuff because those parks aren't run by Disney. They're like funded by like private Jap like Asian companies that like mm. go out of their way to pump as much money into that. So that's why you get the crazy walk around stuff in those parks. But like, yeah, in Disney World and Disneyland, it's just like really stripped down and bare, and it's always just the legacy stuff. Like, well, I can yeah. understand World, especially because you can't trust California or Florida. It's yeah. I, I did see that like so i guess they have the new disney or it's the avengers campus mm -hmm. and i guess i guess rather than having spider-man walking around he's just reduced to being that robot that flies around which everyone yeah. says says look cool but there's no walk around version of that character like of course like you know of course it'd be hard to do a like a walk around iron man just because yeah. that caution would be so but, like, they're, like, really the only walk-around character they have right now is just Loki from the TV show. So it's always mm. just a, a guy with greasy black hair and a beige jumpsuit with <laughs> handcuffs. And, like, that's it. That's the one walk-around character that they're on the Avengers campus. So it's like, that's it? Yeah. So. Weird. Well, it's also a little bit of a problem because so many of those characters are, like, they're kind of running into the Avengers video game problem where mm. so many of those characters are very specifically tied to very specific actors and actresses. And yeah. so half those characters are just like so if you it's like like good luck getting Bruce Banner like you're just going to get a guy who's just in a suit and he's just got to walk around and tell everyone I'm Bruce Banner. I'm the guy who becomes the Hulk when he's not the Hulk. Like that's not like a character anyone wants to see. Like if you had Mark Ruffalo there that'd be a different deal but like mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, hopefully yeah. you guys should have a good time though. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, especially well, if this is the first time you guys are seeing that's cool that you're going down there. Be, you'll have Adventures Campus and uh, Galaxy's Edge for the first time. Not that, it doesn't sound like there's much to do at Adventures Campus, but at least it's something. You get to yeah. eat a giant pretzel, I guess? Yeah. Oh, man, we got what? our food <laughs> food all lined up. So what's the schedule? Like, what's you guys... Like, yeah. What, oh, what's, what's this? Yeah. Oh, let's see. How so? You mean the eating schedule? <laughs> yeah. Whatever we want, well, whatever what, we want. Uh, right? uh, uh, like... When coming up the food schedule, what are the places that you were like, we gotta hit, we gotta make sure we well, hit that up, like, yeah. Oh, like, you gotta go to Blue Bayou, of course. I was about to ask, because is that the premier place to go? Yeah, more or less. Oh, okay. I mean, there's some yeah. slightly or fancier places, like, inside the Grand Californian and shit. But, like, in terms of just, like, yeah. You know. But inside of the park, that's, you know, it's special because you also are sitting, like, in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, more or less, mm -hmm, at the start yeah. of it. Yeah. Um... Yeah, did you guys get like get reservations for like Galaxy's Edge or anything like that, or the Avengers? Uh, I think we have one at Olga's Catina, which is basically just drinks. That's but Galaxy. Still, yeah. uh, Are you guys gonna do two hundred dollar lightsabers or anything like that? Fuck no, man. I I don't care. I don't care enough about Star Wars to do that. No. With um, it sounds like the Cantina. If you just do the Cantina, that at least yeah. you get that experience and that's it. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else is these these days. Yeah. I I mean well, I know the restaurant. Some of the yeah. restaurants are just slowly coming back up. Like, uh, we had a whole bunch of food that we really wanted that doesn't exist anymore because, like... Oh, really? Like, uh, um, I didn't think about that. The, uh, uh, one of the ones in Frontierland had some really good-looking food, but since it reopened back up, they just basically have snacks and shit. Yeah. 
Well, I'm assuming there's got to be reduced, like, people at the park, so there's not as much demand for the... F like, yeah, I could see why that'd be all kind of stripped down and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. The Dole Whips are now made of piss. Yay! It's no longer pineapple. It's all yeah. fucking... Yeah. Are there food items that you look forward to going back? Oh, like, yeah. Like, is there anything like you're like, like, you gotta get those hot dogs? Oh, you gotta get the Disneyland bread bowl. What you the hell is the Disneyland? Oh, wait, okay, okay, okay. It's basically on. a sourdough, you know, big hunk of sourdough bread, but in the shape of a bowl with, like, mac and cheese or, or, I don't eat clam chowder, but clam so chowder So that is just the diet destroyer, then. Oh, oh, man. There is no diet at Disneyland. <laughs> oh, my not, God. You do not eat oh, healthy at Jesus Disneyland. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That looks good as hell. Okay, I'll talk to you all about the food when we're done recording because nobody <laughs> wants to hear me ramble. Hey, yeah. So, uh, we'll finish this up. He's Motor on Twitter. I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. Target back us on Twitter. TargetPodcast.com. Share us around. Next week will be dark. And then we'll be back with some avatar to the party. It is going to be... Uh, I got the episodes right here. The Blue Spirit, The Fortune Teller, The Beto of, Beto of the Water Tribe, and The Deserter. Yeah, episodes 13 through 16 of the first season mm -hmm. of Avatar The Last Airbender. Yep. Oh, yeah, and we're, that, that's the next to last batch of episodes for the first season. So, Yeah. We'll finally oh. start seeing some water in the water tribe book yeah. <laughs> that you were complaining about the last time. You are like, there is going to be water in this water yeah, book. Eventually, yeah, eventually. Yeah, so a little bit. Yeah, oh. Bato of the water tribe, I guess, to start some of the water tribe stuff that happens in there. But yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah. yeah, um, well, good luck on your trip, Daniel. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna relish sleeping in next Sunday. It's gonna be so nice. <laughs> I have to do anything. It's sure. gonna be good. Yeah, but I'm yeah. a parent. I don't get to sleep in anymore. Yeah, but then at least you get the bonus of taking your kid to Disneyland for the first time, where they really get to enjoy it. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. hopefully it'll be a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is my? Uh, you are. I'll try to. I, I never update my Instagram, but uh. Maybe oh yeah, that's it. To see. I'm Grumpy Turtle on Instagram. Okay. I think and I'm Grumpy Turtle. Yeah. Grumpy there's Turtle. also Kelsey Rudis too. I don't know if you oh, yeah. Kelsey will be taking photos and stuff like that, but. Oh yeah, I'll usually yeah. taking photos like crazy. I mean, she's always documenting uh, John John stuff, so that's always yeah. uh, always up on news, like John John's first ballet lesson this week. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. But yeah, follow follow mm -hmm. Daniel on stuff. I'll probably post. And... You know, I'll probably do a dual post on Twitter too if anything interesting is on there. So yeah, yeah. I like the last time I went, I just sent Bill a bunch of random images from all over the park because I knew he'd find some of the stuff interesting. Always, uh, yeah. M make sure to ogle mm. the the Mary Poppins. I, I always do for you. It's always they... just Mary Poppins dressed in that white outfit, right? Because that, that's the only. Pretty much. That's the only. I've only last... ever seen. Last time we went, it was right around the time the new movie was coming out, or had just oh, come that's out, right. so she was all over the place, she was in the parade. Was she the new Mary Poppins? Like She was still wearing was the, white like... the white shit. Because, yeah, that's right, because Emily Blunt does not show up in the white, so, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah I, 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 when I went into World, I saw her, and you were like, smell her farts for me, and I was like, okay. <laughs> Man, our Mary Poppins episode that's coming up in two weeks is going to be a hell of a thing, but Jesus Oh, yeah. Christ. Oh yeah, because it, yeah, it's it's the next the yeah, three. Uh, there's Avatar to the Party. Then I guess our next Disney through the decades thing is gonna be Mary Poppins, and then yeah. after that I'm just gonna shoot myself because there's nothing else Disney <laughs> nothing else to talk about. For. Jesus All right. Christ! But, All right, yeah. I guess no one oh. wants to uh, no one wants to shake the hands of fake. Uh, who's the guy who made Hamilton? Uh, Lin Manuel. Because he was also in that new Mary Poppins sequel, and it's not yeah. like anyone's like waiting in line to meet the guy pretending to be Lin Manuel <laughs> no. Miranda from Mary Poppins. But yeah. 
Okay. Uh, but yeah, good luck with that and have fun. Thanks. All right, so long, everybody. Goodbye. Okay. Bye. Adios. <laughs> I think a podcast is called the end of a cliff there at the end. Say good night to all our company. M-I-C See you real soon It's always Mickey Mouse K-E-Y Why? Why? Because we like you Be careful getting home! Bye-bye! <laughs>